Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey everybody, Garen here, your friendly neighborhood garden squirrel. Just a note about today's episode. Uh, Christine has come down with COVID, unfortunately, so no new episode this week. Instead, what you're getting is the extended edition of Mike Schmidt's appearance from uh, a little while back. Uh, this is the version of the episode you get when you're a member of the Patreon. Uh, every episode that we release is uh, extended. We cut them down a little bit for the free feed, but if you want the full, pretty much uncut versions of the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast how to survive and join. Uh, it's great. You get a great community. There's some cool benefits. Uh, we'd love to see you over there. And then you'll get the, uh, the full versions of every episode we do. Um, so in the meantime, please enjoy this. This little glimpse is what you get with that Patreon and we'll see you soon. Okay. And always remain calm. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like El Nino, or falling into a sinkhole, or sleep deprivation. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like getting a bad tattoo, mm. working for a family member, mm -hmm. or falling asleep on the job. Wake up, Christine! Ah, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know what would make me feel really refreshed? What? The theme song. Let's play it. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. Hey, Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, you're wearing a ponytail today. I've never seen it on you, and I like it. Thanks. I I'm, like it. You know, I'm doing a lot of pulling my hair back because I've been really hardcore considering cutting all my hair off really short. Okay. And and doing like a punk hairstyle. Pixie or Pixie. like a Sarah Schaefer from SNL thing. I don't. Sarah. Like a mullet? 
sort of, no, not quite a mullet. I think more like sort of a messy punk rock, really short haircut, and then bleach blonde. Holy shit, you would look fantastic that With way. like dark roots. Like, like uh, Billie Jean? <laughs> not Billie Jean. Who's that? Legend of Bi- yeah, Billie Jean. Legend of Billie Jean. I can't picture it. It's uh, Helen Slater? Helen yeah. Shaver? Yeah, just Slater. I just want to, I think this is, guys, this is my midlife crisis. It's it. it's all happening. That's his to-go to reference. The Legend of Billie Jean. <laughs> all I can think of is that song about the guy on the bridge. Oh, Walk do, 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 yeah. in the moon who has his hatsy bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a totally other release. Because The Legend of Billie Jean, I think, is a song, as well as a well, Billy Jean is movie? Michael Jackson. Yes, but that yeah, but that's not the same thing. No, I know, but that's why I always question if I have it right. Oh, because it's am I, well, am it I, sounds am I like we're gonna have a lot for what did I learn today? <laughs> All I know is we're really pulling on the like relevant pop culture references <laughs> right now. <laughs> Lots. I was of, gonna say more like um, Billy Idol. <laughs> yes, I think it's more. It's more like Billy Idol. It's more like Billy Idol. Um, Some Billy. I just can't. I can't figure out if it's going to be cool or terrifying. No, I think you have the face for it. It'll look fantastic. It's just a lot of maintenance because you're going to have to bleach your hair. Yes. Well, I'm not going to. No, you're not going to. Yeah, something like that. But not. Wait, let me see. But not quite that short. But yes. So is that Helen Slate? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's too blonde and too short and and too. Yeah. You want a little more. A little a little longer, a little less sort of close to the head. You're on the right track, Aaron. Um, Are you going in with pictures? Yeah. Okay. Well, don't bring that one because it's not quite right. I'm not going to bring that one, but it's a good reference, Garen. It's a good movie. <laughs> Christian so, Slater. So, yeah. Christian Slater. Oh, He's, the Slaters, yeah. The Slaters are, are they related? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just a coincidence. I never even thought about that. She was Supergirl. She has, what, Where did she go? Well, she had zero charisma as far as I remember. She didn't die, did she? No, I don't think so. Helen Slater, where are you? Hmm. So yeah, anyway, so I'm pulling it back to just kind of get myself get geared up, <laughs> get used to this face. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking about getting some tattoos. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. You still have the tattoo you had before? Yep. Still back there. What is it again? A Black Panther. <laughs> what? Wakanda forever. <laughs> exactly. I've She's always ahead of the curve. I've always supported the movement. <laughs> Culture. Since I was 16. <laughs> Yeah, why did you get a Black Panther? Well, I thought it was cool. Is it prowling? It's got a, it's scratching my back. One one paw is scratching my back. The I other paw who you are. is just no. like by its <laughs> body. The other one has the head of of Helen Slater in its mouth. <laughs> um, it's just tearing off Helen Slater's head. What? Okay, so but it didn't have any significance for you. You just thought it was cool. I was like, well, I was with two friends. Yeah, we were in high school. Starts. Yeah, one of them got. A rose going through a heart. The other one got a heart with wings. A rose going through a heart. A rose going through a yeah, heart. Yeah, like there's a heart and then a rose with a thorn, like one single rose. I think uh, this is my, this is my memory. This yeah. is a long time ago. Going through, like stabbing the heart. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. And then the other is a heart that had little wings. Okay. And yeah. I was like. Didn't you get the memo? The heart memo? I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I'm a badass. You guys yeah. remember, this was I, around the time I, period I that I got in a, I got in a fight street, yeah. in the middle of the street and <laughs> cut off jean shorts and no shoes. Wow. And I, I was like, looking at the big wall of tattoos. Uh-huh. We were supposed to be touring a college that day. 
Okay. That's how, that's how why we weren't in school. Oh, okay. I think you were supposed to be touring the college on your own? Yeah, you could get a day off school if you went and toured a college. You'd get a pass. This was 11th grade, and we went and got tattoos. You were 16 in 11th grade? Mm, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I graduated when I was 17. Oh. I might have been 17. I think I was 16. Wait, you graduated when you were 17? I thought I did. But you're born the same year as I was. My birthday's in March, because it's going to yeah. be this weekend. Right. You're only Maybe I was month. 17. I mean, I graduated, I was 18. So maybe we'll talk later about what years we graduated high school. You know, I, who knows at this point? <laughs> you don't know what year you graduated high school? I do know, okay. but I don't, maybe my, I'm wrong on the age okay. that I got this tattoo. I know I was not of legal age, and I was, I was still in high say, school. don't you still have to get legal permission to... You have to be 18 to get a tattoo, right. but, you know, we went to a place where they were... They looked the other way. They, they did not okay, ask so, for ID. And so now you're going to get... Um, Marvin the Martian. So I uh, looked with at a machine gun or something. I looked at the wall. Yeah, and I was like, "Not those." Yeah, I'm not like that. Not those girls. With I need flowers. I'm tough. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. What looks tough? <laughs> that Black Panther that right there. That seems like me. So you didn't think about it ahead of time. What you were gonna get? No, I didn't know this was happening. This was like, oh, we we did we did tour the college, and you were done early. And then they were like, we should go get tattoos. And I said, yep, sounds good to me. Wow. And uh, that's how it happened. Okay. Do you regret that tattoo? I didn't. And then I did for a long time. Yeah. And now I'm sort of resigned. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's part of who I am. Sure. It's very faded. I would love to get it fixed and sort of. You want it darker? I want it more prominent. I want it. I would. I would probably get a a better cat over it. Now you would get like a kitty cat, a baby kitten. I'd get my cat's face yes. over it. Um, it just looks really faded and okay. you know bad now. So what are you planning on getting now? So I don't know. I'm probably Calvin gonna, peeing on what on uh, <laughs> on a Black Panther. Perfect. Well, you have it half done. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I'm going to go in and pick something off the wall that looks okay. badass. Oh, you no. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I might get my kids initials. Okay. We're, you're on my wrist. your wrist. So that's a good place to do it. Yeah. Sm- very small. I like that. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I have to, I, right. I'm going to actually think about it this time. Okay. So do either of you have tattoos? I, I think you know not. the answer to that. Yeah. No, I do I not. want one. But what would yeah. you get? Freddy Krueger's hand clawing no, at your... I mean, your... that's the obvious one, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Or like a like Chucky's... Like, you know how Ben Affleck has that big tattoo on his back? That would yeah, be you, Phoenix. but you'd get Chucky's head. Yeah, oh, just man. grinning. Let me just do an all-day tattoo of Chucky. Life-size Chucky on my back. Uh, I, I, you, maybe song lyrics or I, I, this is gonna be, I, I like ladybugs, so maybe a, like a ladybug. At They're some supposed point. to be good luck, right? Yeah, I like. Yeah. I like that idea. I like so the what? Idea. What song lyrics would it be? Uh, there's a song called um, "Seasons," and the lyric is "Move forward like the seasons." Okay, that's nice. Kind of seasonal looking, like like each like a. Maybe like a square where each part of it is a different season. Oh, okay. So you it. have thought this through. I have. A lot. Who is the it. song by? It's by a guy named Grayson Chance. Oh, I don't know that person. He was the kid that Ellen discovered when he sang Paparazzi. 
I have seen this. Okay. I have done he, a YouTube thing of, and I saw that kid. Yeah, yeah, he came out. He he not sued her, but he said that she held him back or something. She, like, There's some controversy. Him. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know why she was responsible for him. He, she signed him to her label. Oh, that's what yeah. it was. Okay, and, she had him she on. Kinda, uh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I did see that story. But he came out and put out two of the best records I've ever heard in my life. And uh, wow. I'm kind of obsessed with them. So those that song always kind of gave me like feels, emotions and shit. So uh-huh. I, emotions and shit. I can't remember. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so that, that's, <laughs> that well, was that the first good. one. good. I like so, this. Yeah. And well, are, you, are you, what's holding you back? The the cost, the fear, the, the pain, the uh, I might regret this one day? Uh... It might be a little bit of, I don't know about regrets, because I'm, who cares? But, um, yeah, it's probably money right now, and then the pain. The pain, yeah. Because I don't do well with, uh, last time I got my blood drawn, I almost passed out. So <laughs> yeah, this I don't might not know be for what, <laughs> what's going to happen with that. They but have, it's on the agenda. You they know. have like a temporary tattoo thing. I just heard thing. about, I just heard about that. My friend did it. Yeah. Um, where it eventually fades away. Yes. So I guess it's, if you want to get like the, the idea. Art, like tattoo artists can do a temporary? I'm sure they I can. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a Cracker that. Jack thing where you lick the back and then stick it on your wrist and hold it there with a washcloth. It's not that. It's, um, yeah, it's like it lasts for six weeks or something like that. Yeah, it, it feels like I just read an article, though, where people are having issues with it not fading. I could see that, but I'll have to ask her. It feels like I could be wrong like don't take my word for that we should look that up because you know i you know how you just see a headline as you're yeah. scrolling and then you're like okay now i know that information right that doesn't mean it's true i will let you know garen when i book it and then if i go through with it i'll give you the information on the place and you can decide if you if wanna. you do the temporary thing you mean? no no i'll do it oh, for, they have the real. i'll do it for reals for reals for reals though just go let's do it yeah Okay, oh, that would be great. You if you just go trip. and do it. Oh yes, yeah, we can do I'll videos. And and we can. We can. Uh, yeah, because I'm not doing it. I got no interest. I didn't want, at one point think, oh, mm-hmm. I'll get like an armband type thing. Yeah, a little, little tribal art. No, <laughs> I don't like tribal anything. I always I'm, think you I know hate tribal that's the thing anything. about tattoos too, though that always concerned me is because they are sort of trending of a time. Yeah, like you can tell what's yeah. In yeah. based on that's a true. certain time. Yeah, that's why you do with that. Well, that's why you go a uh, with a classic like a ti- uh, black uh, a panther on your black shoulder. Panther on your shoulder. It's timeless. It is. It's like a, it's like pearls. <laughs> so I did something very fun this weekend. Uh, the thing I've been working on for about a month was um, the Writers Guild Awards. I write for that every year. So we write like the presenter copy and some of the monologue stuff and some bits and it went really well. And so um, this was the first year that Jimmy and Oliver could come. So I was very excited. And uh, what did you wear? I wore that red jumpsuit that I told you about that I got on Poshmark. Oh, Oh, you haven't seen online. I posted the pictures on on Facebook. I haven't seen them yet. Oh, okay. I'll show you. I can't Um, wait. Yeah. And then I wore this. uh, My dad got me this really nice like blazer for um, my birthday. And I was like, when am I ever going to wear a blazer? Your dad picked out a blazer for you? It was very sweet. Because, so you know, nice. normally my mother would get me a birthday present mm-hmm. and my dad would just sign the card. And so he went out, like he went out to the store and bought this. It was just very sweet. And, you know, I'm impressed. I was I was really it meant a lot. Not that he's like this grumpy guy who would never get me a present or something. But, it, you know, he just hasn't had to do that in the last 20 or so years. So it was very sweet. 
and it fit and yeah it's great it's really nice so um anyway so i was backstage waiting for tiffany haddish to come back because i had to go over her her um, presenter copy with her so i couldn't go out and see oliver and jimmy at the seats um which i normally would have done but she was just she was the only one who hadn't finalized her copy Mm -hmm. like we sent we write jokes we send them then they have to tell them oh we we like this but we want to change this or whatever so um so i i he said oh so jimmy was texting me and he was like oh i saw this person you know that i know i saw this person and i saw my friend um kate blanchett and he spelled Kate wrong, so I was yes. like, oh, you mean Kate, C-A-T-E? And he was like, yeah, haha, whatever. Turns out he really did see Kate Blanchett. I thought he was joking. Right. I had no idea that Kate Blanchett was at our awards. Like, this is a Writers Guild Award, so it's usually only famous people in that they're famous as writers, so they're right. not super famous, or that they're presenting, so they're, like, mainly comedians. We get all funny people because our show, we distinguish our show from the other like producers guild, directors guild, mm-hmm. and then it's funny. It's like supposed to be really funny, which it is. So yeah, I didn't. I never saw her. But uh, apparently, Kate Blanchett was there because of Tar, because Tar was nominated. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I know. It was really exciting. And Charlie Kaufman was there. He, um, he got a special award, and he had a great speech about you know you're supposed to be writing for yourself, not for the studio, and it was very heartfelt, and and it was just great. So yeah, what else can I tell you? I went up to um, after the right after Jimmy and Oliver left. I the guy from uh, the guy who's like the head writer creator, I believe, actually of Severance. Yes, came up to someone I was talking to, and I wanted to make sure it was him. So I was like, "Can I look at your award?" Because I never seen one close up. So I looked at it just to make sure I was yes. right. And I was like, "I just have to tell you, my son and I are the hugest fans of Severance. Like, we I wrote so many fucking Severance jokes that didn't make it into the show, uh. and um." He was so, like, I would think someone who would write that show would be, like, some alpha, like, I don't know, science fiction dude. He's the sweetest guy. Yeah. I have to look up his name. I don't know his name right now. But, um, and he was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That's so nice. That's really nice to hear. And then um, he was like, yeah, we go to these other award shows and they're really boring. And this one was so much fun. It was really nice. That must have felt good. Yeah. Good job, Daniel. Yeah, it was really good. I'm going to give 100% of the credit to you. You should. I and wrote zero every single word. percent to anyone else that worked on it. Yes. Oh, and Jamila James, who's on um, uh, Abbott Elementary, is the principal. I know I've said in the past I'm not a fan of the show, and I'm still not a fan of the show. She was fantastic as the host mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. She was, like, born to be a host. She's Her comedy instincts are, like, top-notch. She, she, she looked fabulous. Like, she was just great. So, yeah, it was a really good experience. Okay, did you find the name? Yeah, Dan Erickson. Dan Erickson? Yeah. Is he, the, is he like, kind of blondish and... Oh, he's the, just like, he's the sweetie creator. pie looking? I just want to make sure it's the same guy. Oh, let me just... Is he sweetie pie looking, Is Aaron? he sweetie pie looking? I want to know is what... Is that sweetie pie looking? Yes. Let yeah, me see what Daniel him. thinks yeah. is sweetie. He does look yeah, sweetie, he's a sweetie pie. pie. Like, he'd be a nice person. Yeah, he was super nice. And, um, okay, so there was that. And then... Uh, I thought I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. So at, it's a tradition that the writers, well, the writers who wrote the show, mm-hmm. we all go out to dinner afterwards at a fancy place. Okay. Like the fanciest place I ever go to. Yes. And um, so not Luna Grill. Not Luna Grill. Lo- I one know. step above Luna I Grill. Know. You're talking about lobster? I'm talking Mastro's. Do you know Mastro's in Beverly Hills? I've, I've <laughs> been, but it's been a long time. It's very fancy. We get a, we get a seafood tower. 
It's very exciting. So, a seafood tower. Yes. I can't, I, it sounds like almost like to me like a chocolate fountain, but it's all like shrimp and crab and then butter's just coming off of it. That would be great. There isn't butter coming off. But the oh. rest of it is correct. Wow. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So we, I, you know, I'm wearing high heels because I'm, you know, supposed to look nice and everything. And um, I took my heels off to walk from the venue because I had all my stuff with me to the parking lot. Yes. But then... When I drove from the hotel, which is where it's held, to the restaurant, you know, I switch back into my heels. So I'm walking. I get out of the garage. You know, like it's Beverly Hills, so I'm like, I'm not going to pay for valet. So I parked in a, you know, public garage, and I'm walking, and my heel breaks. The strap came off. This is like a rom com. Yeah. Except, (laughs) right, right. So it's not the kind of heel where you could still wear it. Like, it's just a strap across the toes. That's it. (sighs) So I had to walk back to my car, like in the park. In the parking garage, barefoot, and get my tennis shoes and go back. So, so you had to go to Masters in your tennis shoes. I know. I was kind of. I was actually a little bit like preparing for an argument if they told me I couldn't come in. Yes. But I realized that, like, some people would wear that. Would wear like a nice kind of fancy jumpsuit with tennis shoes and look cool. It's in. I didn't look cool, but it has to be the. It has to be like the right tennis shoes. Right, and they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. But it was still. I'm not agreeing with you by saying yeah, yeah. But I just no. It just it wasn't like meant to go together. Did you bring the broken shoe just in case they were going to be like you can't come in here? I thought about it. I was or like take a picture or something. Also, it's L.A. and that's the same restaurant where I'm sure Jennifer Aniston could go in in a sweatsuit. Yes, exactly. Like they really. They don't have a dress code. LA doesn't really have a dress code in the way that, like, I think New York or London has yeah. dress codes. It's like, yeah. you. when I think we're going somewhere dressy, like, if we say, say we've gone to theater, <laughs> yeah. like, we've gone to see something at, like, the Amundsen, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I get to dress I, up. I know, and and I'll not, get really excited, and I'll wear, not that I'm getting a ball, I'm not wearing a ball gown or something, but I'll wear something, you know, kind of nice, yeah. you know, like, dress yeah. or, or dress pants, and then people are just in flip-flops and cutoffs. and shocking it, to me. It kind of makes me upset, but it also kind of makes me it's one of the things I love about living here, too, is that you don't have to feel that pressure. That See, constant. I don't like it. I think there are occasions. I think you should dress for the occasion. I like the, opening night at the Pantages yes. Theater? Maybe I agree. Maybe don't show up in overalls I, and a weed out of your mouth, you fucking <laughs> hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what yeah. I, agree. I think you, I think it... it it says something to the performers. It says something to you. It says, as yeah. the person going, it's like, this it, is a special, I'm treating myself to a special evening. Like, I'm not saying you have to wear a ball gown, but just nice. Anyway, so then yesterday, okay, so I, I was a little bit hungover yesterday, so I was like, oh, this isn't great. Did you ever have a cocktail? Well, <laughs> I actually had two different cocktails. Whoa. As I had one at the, after, right Ooh, after the show. Sound. Then when we went, I had a cocktail and a glass of wine. Nope. So, Big mistake. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. That's good. I'm it happy for you. It wasn't that bad. And I was kind of like, this is what you do at Mastro's. You know, you, you do the whole deal. Oh, well, the you're having good stuff. Yeah. So, but because last night, Oliver and I were uh, participated in a pickleball tournament oh, for charity. Yay! At, at the place we go. Okay. So I, I'll try not to make this too long, but. Stretch it out. We want all the details. We were put in what was called Beginner's Plus. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry, Oliver. Because, like, if it weren't for me, he would, you know, for sure be an intermediate. He likes to play with you, though. He does, but it was still kind of a bummer. But then when we saw who all was in Beginner's Plus, it was like 
sure, some people were definitely going to beat, and it's not going to be a problem. But there were also people who totally at our level. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it made sense. Okay. It, it, they were not. Then, when we were warming up, they gave us time to warm up. Also, it was freezing. It was. I five. was thinking about that, because it's been pretty cold. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be last Monday, but it was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was last night. So, um, as we're warming up, these two people come in who we've never seen before. I mean, a lot of the people I had never seen before, but these two people come in, and one of them just starts, like, coming on to the court while Oliver's there warming up. And he, she's like, oh, you can stay. And he was like, What? And then it turns out they've never played pickleball before. Okay. Um, they don't know the rules. Oh, you can stay? That's such a weird it, thing to say. It, it, was, it wasn't even condescending. It was like she just didn't understand how it worked. Okay. So we're all still practicing. The, the tournament hasn't started. And we're watching them. They don't know the rules. But they're fucking amazing players because, like, they're tennis players or something. Okay. It was a brother and sister. And the guy was really tall. And he would just go, dink. Like, he just, yeah, like... And she had amazing like spins and like slices. And yeah, she was fucking amazing. I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. So anyway, long story short, we play. You know, you get matched up with different people. You play. We won all but one game. Nice. And the one game we lost, we lost by one point. So then it was okay. Well, this team is going. This other team is going to play these the brother and sister mm-hmm. because the brother and sister were undefeated. Those two. Yeah. So then we're like, wait a second, wait a second, wait. And they're going to play for first place. And Oliver and I were like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We have the exact same score as this other team. Yeah. Because we lost one game by one point and they lost one game by one point. Mm-hmm. So we have the exact same score. So anyways, there's all this Michigan. They hadn't like, you know, planned for this. So then we played this team again. We'd already played them once and lost. Mm-hmm. And then we played them again and we won. Okay. So then it was, we were playing for second place and we played this, the brother and sister team. And we, we, when we, at one point, it was 5-0, us five. So it yeah. was like not a bloodbath, but they won. Okay. And, um, but we got second place. Nice. And we were so excited. Very good. And um, as we were shaking their hands, or like you, you bump paddles when you're mm-hmm. done, the brother of the sister, brother-sister team was like, I told her, <laughs> it was like her fault. She insisted we sign up for beginners. So I'm sorry. Like, because it was like they were ringers. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that was very nice. And yeah. Well, congratulations. It was, we were actually nervous. Like, we were up yeah. there nervous. I, I we, call that a win. You guys, I mean, they're, those are, well, you guys are like the Harlem Globetrotters against the generals or something. And you you almost beat them. Wait, that doesn't know how that works. No, no, no. You know what I mean. You know Garen with his <laughs> sports I, I reference. Sports. Yes, he loves the, the sports analogy. He's so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you really you are cute. actually better at them than I am, so I shouldn't make fun of well, you. Um, you. Well, congrats! I hope you got a prize. We got a little medal. Aww. It's a second, and we were so excited. It was That's really cute. The cutest. But Oliver was like, "Make sure when you tell the story, mom, you explain that the people who beat us were like." I'm like, "I'm gonna explain it. I I got <laughs> we, it under control. We got it." I'm like, I yeah, they were they were they pros. Were pros. They were like ringers. They're it was ridiculous. They're going. They got college scholarships based on pickleball. <laughs> To Harvard. Tennis, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I mean, well, I'm very happy for the two of you. And it was super fun. I aspire to to be sporty with one of my children someday. Um, (laughs) I have something to share. Yes. Because we did speak about alligators. Yes. Last weekend and wrestling of alligators. Uh Right. And how to survive alligators. Uh And I sent a picture to Danielle. Oh, yeah. About um, the fact that at that same time period, 
coincidentally, my brother and his girlfriend right. went to Florida so they could hunt alligators. Right. And I've been trying to get the details. Uh, it's We keep missing each other on the phone. Oh. But um, my brother's girlfriend, Amanda, caught an alligator oh my God. in Florida. In the wild? Like, How do you catch in the wild? It? Well, or is it a place set up for? It's it's a reserve. It's like uh, two two thousand private acres, where you can they they he my brother went boar hunting. Yes, and she went alligator hunting. So okay, so that was the point of it to hunt an alligator. Yeah. Okay. I thought she was going to wrestle an alligator because that's what my dad told me. <laughs> right. He was like, well, you know, your brother and Amanda are on their way to Florida so she can wrestle an alligator. That was the message that I got. And well, maybe I was, he thought that's how you hunt them. Maybe. Or maybe that's was the original plan and then it turned out you can't just go in and wrestle them. Choke it to submission. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know all the details because I can't get anyone on the actual phone, but I'm, I'm trying. Okay. So... I did get a text that she said, it was fun. I'm going to read the text to you. The gator was super strong, and I had bruises from my digging the pole into my thigh crease. We got the skull and bumpy part of the hide. The hide takes 12 to 15 months. We will be eating eating it at the family reunion. Oh, for fuck's sake. So guess who else is going to eat the alligator? Wait, you're going to the family reunion? This girl right here, yes. You're going to eat alligator? Why not? I've eaten crocodile. Oh. We hunted on a 2,000-acre private reserve. Any more questions? Call. So then I I did have a question. I said, wait, so you catch it with a fishing pole? Yeah, I'm confused. Yes. Can't answer right now, but yes. What? (laughs) She was busy. No, no, no. I mean... Oh. With a weighted treble hook, which is the hook that is double-sided, giving it four hooks total. Okay. That's why she was all bruised, I guess, because, you know, it's an alligator. No, I don't know. I still don't understand. She, you, you throw the hook at the alligator's, try to get it into its mouth, like I, Hungry Hungry Hippo or something? I think, like in the water, and it has bait on it, and then you catch it, and then you have to reel it in. Oh. Like you catch a shark. Oh, you're fishing for it. That's what I'm gathering. And, and for, then you, for some reason, I was imagining you shot it. I or, that's you 100% shot. what I thought. I thought you would shoot thought it, too. Yeah. right? Because I'm like, well, they. I mean, obviously, they, they have a lot of guns. So they're going to take their guns yeah. and go shoot these animals. But I, he might have even gotten, he might have even caught the boar with a bow and arrow because my brother bow and arrow okay. hunts a lot. I'm sure I'm going to be eating the boar as so well. So did she spear it then once you fish it out? That I don't know. Okay. That's a n- well, she said something about hold. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, now we have the story will become clearer as the weeks go on. We'll get I more and more will get more updates. This is an ongoing story. Love it. With multiple updates. And I'm really just I'm happy my brother has someone he can you, bond with. They found they found they, each they other. found each other. Yeah. Um, it never crossed my mind that you would fish no, for an not a million years is that how I thought. And then someone's out there with camouflage and a fucking crocodile Dundee knife. Yeah. The, I, I never thought just... You'd fish for it. Yeah. I, what did she mean about the 15 months? Oh, because they use... They're going to have the hide... The, 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 the hide of the alligator. They're yeah. going to have that like... Uh, dried out? Dried out for... To display, I guess, like oh. just like when my brother he has deer heads, you know, that he's caught over yeah. the years mounted in his yeah. basement, because he when he catches a deer, you know, he uses all of it. Okay, so he 
he has deer steaks and deer jerky and you know they yeah. eat it they do eat all of it it yeah. doesn't go to waste but then the uh, the <clears throat> head is put on like display right. like this is what i did and so I think it's the same premise of like the hide will be used unless she's like, oh, I'm going to have it made into a handbag. But I th- don't think I think it's more like it's going to be on the wall or something. I gotcha. But but the meat is going to last until you get there. I think they'll probably freeze it. OK. When is this reunion? August. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's going to be some frostbitten alligator. Well, the thought and then yeah. fry it or barbecue it or I don't know. Maybe it's going to be jerky. I know that it's going to be served. Do you think your kids will eat that? Y- yeah, I think they'll try it. Okay. Are you going to tell them what it is? Oh, I've already told them. Oh, okay. I told them it was happening. I was like, this is happening, guys. <laughs> and Benji's just excited because he's like, I want to go hunt. Really? He wants to so badly. You know, he's all he's so into fishing. Oh yeah, he's obsessed okay. with fishing. So the next step for him is: can you? Can I go hunting with Uncle Mike? And would I, you let him do that? Not with guns, no. no. If he wanted to go like bow and arrow hunting, maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm not not into the hunting no. with guns. With, uh-uh. with with with, I mean, let's put it this way: if it was just my brother and him, probably because I think my brother's very safe and takes it very seriously. And but but like not a group. I'm too no. worried about other hunters. No, I'm not worried about my brother. Yeah, I'm just no. worried about. No, I get it. Yeah, I'm worried. Guns make me really nervous. Um, so that's the alligator update. Wow, love it. We're on alligator watch and get more and more details. I hope when you go to that reunion, she comes out of the house and it's just <laughs> she's draped. wearing it. She's got the head like a hat. Yeah, just, yeah. The, and it's just draped down her back. I hope so too. Like she walks out like a queen of the jungle. The queen just, of the alligators. Yes. Uh, it's all I want, you guys. It's all I want. Amazing. Oh man. Um. The other thing I really want to talk to you guys about before we get into the topic, which is going to be really interesting, is I did watch the Murdoch Netflix documentary. Did you guys watch it? Yes, I did. Danielle, that was... It was working for two straight days. It was the assignment. I only watched it because I thought you watched it. I never... I didn't have time. I was working. You and your job. All I, <laughs> the only thing I had time for was episode three of The Last of Us. That's the only okay. thing I've watched. Okay. Well, that's a real... Everybody I'm sorry. Give, I do want to watch it. Okay. You know, you don't have to. I just... When you watch it, yeah. we can talk about it. Okay. Because um, I had some thoughts I wanted to go over, but I'll save them. Okay. I thought what we were all going to watch was Nope, because I said I watched Nope. And you said you might watch it. That was going to be my plan after I got through the Murdoch murders. But it turns out I don't have enough hours in the day because, you know, by the time the kids get to bed, it's like, well, we have an hour. Oh, but I did watch a show that I think you guys should check out. It's on Netflix, I think, with um, I don't know actors names anymore because, you know, I'm in the early stages of dementia. But the guy from The Good Place, the main character, uh, guy, oh. Cheaty, 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 yeah, and another actress that you would know from like she was in Fargo and she was in Palm Springs. Oh, the movie. yes, yes, I know exactly. And she's what show great. You're talking she about. has dark hair. Yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. Anyway, it's called The Resort, and it's a it's a half an hour sort of mystery comedy. I watched it. You watched the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, I watched the first episode and I was interested. Yeah, I think I talked about it on the show, maybe, but maybe not. But yeah, I watched it. You don't seem like you liked it that much. I did not like where it ended up. Got it. Well, but in, you might. I liked the first episode just because yeah. I was like, oh, you know, they're. I mean, I watched the whole thing, so they're on the honeymoon yeah. and there's a mystery and they don't yeah. seem like they're in a very good place in their marriage and right, right, right. Maybe right. this will help their marriage. I just 
found like, okay, this is sort of my sweet spot of stuff I like yeah. to watch where it's like, it's going to have some mystery elements, but it's also kind of funny. and Yeah. It's like White Lotus light. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> sorry, I know we're going to get to the topic. We watched a couple episodes of the um, Eugene Levy travel show. I didn't he know has, he had a So he has show. a travel show. I can't get over sort of how tone deaf it seems. Oh, I no. love Eugene Levy. Oh, I, you mean like, I lo- like, like how weird privilege? Yes, or it's like we watched the one where the, he goes to the the Maldives or Maldi- uh-huh. Maldives, and it's like this resort that's in the middle of the ocean. Like it's it, it's a ton of sandbar basically mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere because that's where the Maldives are, like in between Australia and Asia and Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole theme of the resort is anything you want at any time, Jesus. no matter what. Where it's like the chef is like, yeah, sometime, some, sometime, some, sometime. Once somebody wanted this certain French butter for their toast and we had it the next day, we encourage people to order off the menu where it's like, this is exact. And it's super exclusive. But isn't the point of those shows escapism? Isn't it like what why we used to watch Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? I guess. But it just seems like, first of all, ecologically, it seems like the most egregious kind of resort where it's like you shouldn't have a resort in the middle of the fucking ocean where it's yeah. like there shouldn't be anything there to begin with. Right. And also like, hey, we can ship a pat of butter from France in 24 hours. <laughs> How good is this for the like? Right, right. And then also it's like, oh, you don't want to scuba dive? You want to golf? Well, we'll make sure we get golf balls for you that you can shoot out into mm-hmm. the ocean. Oh, like I what? mean, they turned into fish food. So oh. it's supposedly OK. okay. okay. It just seemed weird to be like, let's encourage mm, this kind of gross, entitled behavior. And also in the time period when so many people have so little. Yeah. I, I guess it maybe is that thing where people, when people are struggling, they want to see this fantasy. I mean, yeah, as someone who, you know, can't afford those things, I don't, I don't take offense at it, but I understand what you're saying. I just look at it as like, like how you want to look at a palace or how, like when we went to, uh, you know, uh, San Simeon. Yeah. Um, like, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I mean, he's not going from the viewpoint of this is what he does, right? He's No, but it's he's, also, for me, what sort of rang false is he's coming from the viewpoint of like, I'm just a regular guy and I don't like to be out of my comfort zone. And so all of this is making me uncomfortable because I have a lot of fears and anxieties. I don't like water. And in my head, I'm just like, you've been in multiple films. Like, you aren't this... But he might be. He, he might, might be. He but might it, have those. He might. But it felt some of it rang a little false to okay, me. Like it was and, an act. And it's also hard. Um, I was talking to Jesse about this and she was saying, which I thought was a really good point. It's not that fun to watch somebody not enjoy traveling. No. Yeah. yeah like yeah, to yeah, just yeah, be yeah, grumpy yeah. about being in a beautiful place. Right. Is like, you know, you're somewhere wonderful and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. What's it called again? Oh, the I, travel with. I, I don't actually know okay. what. I can't remember what it's called. Right. I, again, I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to sort of root for the show, and maybe I'm just having a bad taste in my mouth about it. Is no, it just like, him, or is his, it's just him? Okay, I would imagine like his son would go with him. But his son but, would probably love it. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. That might be a fun contrast. I would rather see that. But yeah, I like to like watch. Like, oh wow, look at that crazy place, and that's just this mansion and I find I find it interesting I I completely understand why it would turn people off I just find it uh but yeah you're right it's it, it I, is I gross I find but. it interesting that that this guy who's 
extremely wealthy, I'm sure, is going from luxury to I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and just go somewhere ultra luxurious. Right. What, what do you? Right. What's so uncomfortable about this paradise that sounds like you're describing? It's weird. It, it, it just it felt a little bit like because he's like, oh, this is the best breakfast I've ever had, and this bed, it's so amazing, and I'm like. You've been in nice places. <laughs> like this isn't that new to you. Right. Like, but they're trying to make it so you can relate to him the every. They're the, making him right. kind of the everyman because he's like cheeseburger. They made me a cheeseburger. That's my favorite meal. And I'm like, <laughs> it might be, but you've also had foie gras. Like, right. let's not pretend. And I'm not saying he lives this five star life all the time. You but know, he could. but he's kind of like, I'm a simple Canadian. And I'm like, right. OK, but I know you've probably been to Con. Like, <laughs> let's not pretend you're when you go to Con, you're staying at like, you know, a best <laughs> a Western yeah. and you're just not getting room service. Like it's 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 just a weird. I know. I get it. I get anyway. It. I again, I love him. So my complaints might seem a little bit too bitchy. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night. Mm, are we doing a segue? Should we talk about our topic? Yes. Can you survive without sleep? And how long can we stay awake? That's a good question. I mean, I have to say, while I was researching this, I kept wanting to go to sleep. That's how, how suggestible I am. How easy it is to convince me that I yes. should go to sleep. All right, let's talk about it. So at 24 hours, if you've pulled an all-nighter, for some reason, maybe you're a student and you're studying mm-hmm. for an exam, uh, you have to prepare for a presentation at work. Mm-hmm. Aren't you so glad you don't have to do that? Yes. You don't have that kind of job? Yes. I mean, we pre- we prepare stuff for our for this job. Yeah, but we're not, uh, not up till all hours. It's not, And it's fun. And it's, yeah. it's not like we have to do some kind of like, I don't know, PowerPoint showing like histograms. What's oh, my a, God. What's a histogram? It's a certain kind of graph. And I think it's boxes that go up like little chunky boxes. Is this a technical description? Isn't that a bar graph? <laughs> Maybe. I know I've had to do histograms really? when I was I've in never. It sounds like college. something they used to give to women in the 1800s. When they had they, hysteria? Yeah. They, they might have done that too. That was a different kind of histogram. Okay, so when you've gone 24 hours without even a nap, mm. you're not going to be able to think as clearly. Your brain's going to work the same as someone with a blood alcohol content of Point one zero, okay, which is above the legal limit to be convicted of a DUI in all fifty states. So that's only twenty four hours of no sleep. Okay, so you're already pretty messed up if you yes. stay awake all night, one night. So here's what happens when you're two thirty six hours. Okay, okay. So this is thirty six waking hours is going to start to mess up your physical health. Mm. Repeated exposure to this bad habit can lead to cardiovascular disease, Mm -hmm. high blood pressure, hormone imbalances. You may experience complete memory lapses and not remember what happened during these hours. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're getting into two days, no sleep. So two days of sleep deprivation results in something called micro sleeps. So I know it sounds cute. Yeah, we have a micro sleep. No, it's not. These are actually blackouts. Whoa. They can last from half a second to 30 <gasps> seconds. Oh, my God. You're losing time. You don't know You don't know what's even happening. But when you come to, you'll be like, what? Mm-hmm. What, what happened? And then maybe there's like a knife sticking out of someone. Yeah, you never know. You might have murdered somebody. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you don't want to do that. Or maybe you do, Garen. Hey. It's a good defense anyway. You've Let's, got the science to back it up. I mean... It might be a good defense for murder. I'm just throwing that out there. Here's some possible causes 
and symptoms. These were some, I'd never heard of some of this. Morvin's syndrome. Okay. Have you guys heard of Morvin's no. syndrome? Okay. Well, in some cases, sleep deprivation isn't a choice. No matter how much we want or need to rest, sometimes our bodies aren't allowing it. Here's a classic example, Morvin syndrome. So people who have this medical disorder disorder were studied. So they sleep very little. One particular case involved a man in France who went several months with barely a wink. Instead, what? he had periods of hallucination and pain in his extremities. Other period, oh, sorry. Besides pain and sleeplessness, other symptoms of Mor Morvin's syndrome include muscle twitching, sweating, and weight loss. Huh. So don't don't get it. No. If somebody's but literally no sleep for how many did you say a month or months? Seven months. Several months. Several, Several months. Several. Yeah. Here's another how one. How is this, that possible? I mean, I don't even know, but And and is are the is the pain and hallucinations caused and the sweating and the weight loss caused by the lack of sleep, or are they just other symptoms of this disease? Caused by the lack of sleep. Okay. Fatal familial insomnia. Okay. This sounds worse because it has the word fatal in it. Yeah. So I'm going to say this is probably even worse than Morvin's. <laughs> People with this can expect to die within six to 30 months. Jesus Christ. The extreme deprivation associated with FFI results in organ failure and degeneration of parts of the brain. Oh, my God. Listen to this. This is wild. It's considered an infectious disease. How? In the same, it's in the same family as mad cow disease. You can't get it from casual touching or sexual intercourse, thank God, with someone who's infected. In order to catch FFI, you'd have to be in contact with the actual brain of someone with the disease. What? Don't go around touching people's brains. Wait, what does that mean? I mean... Or receive a blood transfusion from tainted blood. So oh, maybe okay. you maybe you work in like a uh, you're an autopsy specialist and you touch oh, brains. Okay, or okay. what else are you doing that you're touching a human brain? I can't think of anything else besides you that. are cannibal or you're a surgeon. You're a surgeon. Yeah. You are an embalmer. You sure. work in a mortician's yeah. office. Are the is the brain still no. there? No, because I mean. You're just making them pretty. I don't think you're touching brains in an embalming office. Because the brain's already been taken out, maybe? I don't do really they know. Do take out your organs when they embalm you? Well, did you, or did you donate your organs? Right. And is the brain one of them? Do people, because brain transplants aren't happening, so you don't need to donate your brain unless it's for research. Research, yeah. So your, your brain is going to some, si oh, what if you're a medical student? Yeah, you got medical well, students. You, have to research, you might want to research the brain of someone who has this. Yes, so you got to be careful. Watch not out, to get it. hey! If you're a medical student, watch out for fatal familial yeah. insomnia. Um, and you know what? If you're like a serial killer and you are into brains, yeah, you deserve to get this. Yeah, because you don't want to. You don't want them sleeping. How can how can you sleep with what you've done anyway? You right. Know, maybe they'll have it anyway. They'll have insomnia over. They kills. they probably sleep like they sleep like babies. They sleep so good. They don't yeah. care. Okay, here's another one. Yeah. Sleep apnea. Okay, right. Up to 22 million Americans may be suffering from sleep apnea. This disorder occurs when your airway becomes blocked, reducing or eliminating airflow. People with this condition can wake up several times per night, causing severe sleep, severe sleep deprivation if left untreated. And it's pretty bad for your health. 
It's, um, I'm going to tell you how bad as soon as I can scroll down on my computer. Common causes include obesity, large tonsils, endocrine disorders, Uh heart or kidney failure, genetic disorders, and premature birth. That's the causes of sleep apnea. If you have this, it can also negatively affect the quality of rest that your partner gets. My husband has sleep apnea, so I know this. He's not on a CPAP machine. No, but he probably should be. Yeah. It's something I've been bothering him to get checked out, and he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. How do you know he has it? Because he he'll, he wakes up. He, he'll be like. Oh, OK. Where he like his breath. He, he kind of yeah. chokes on his own breath while he sleeps. It's alarming to hear somebody yeah. like s- multiple times in the night, like stop breathing. I technically have it also. I went and did a sleep study mm-hmm. where I, you know, slept at this place. And, you know, you, you, they say you're waking up twenty five hundred times or something, mm-hmm. you know. You don't realize you're waking up, but right. So they gave me a mouth guard. I was fitted for like a mouth, not a CPAP machine, but just yeah. a mouth guard to get the air going. Better. Yes, and um, it hurt, and I couldn't do it, it to hurt. wear the mouth guard. Yeah, it hurt yeah. way too much. Something was digging in, and oh. then yeah, I was like, I mean, I still have it. Maybe I'll try it again. But the reason I went was because I'm always tired, right. as I've explained. Yes, throughout my life, and um, yeah, so I was like, well. What is it? So, you know, supposedly it's, well, I'm not getting good quality mm-hmm. sleep when I'm sleeping. So, I mean, it doesn't feel like I'm not, but obviously this is just normal for me that I'm always tired and some people aren't always tired. So I'm jealous of those people. So so you have it too. Well, I'm always tired. I don't know. I don't know that it's actually. But from... I mean, you are always tired. Also. Yes, yes, okay. yes. I wonder if maybe your mouth guard is ill-fitting and you could have a new one made. I think I looked into that. And um, I can't remember what happened because it was several years ago now. But yeah. um, I did see it the other day in my um, in my drawer, and I was like, maybe I should try it again. Was it know. made like by a dentist, or is it? Yeah, made... like an ortho yeah. max maxil surgeon or whatever they call it. Okay. Um, but I think I threw out the bands that you wear with it, so that wouldn't work. Well, maybe work, look into that. I will. Yeah. Restless legs syndrome. Yes. This is a nervous system disorder, mm. which I didn't know that. It creates uncontrollable urge to reposition your legs. It's accompanied by uncomfortable tingling and twitching, commonly described as pins and needles or a creepy crawly feeling. Yes, it's, I've had it. It's awful. It's more common among middle-aged women. <laughs> um, and it's, effect, it's estimated that it affects up to 10% of the population. So this can also affect your sleep. Garen, do you have restless leg syndrome? I, I don't. I think I've felt something like that, but it's not mm-hmm. something that happens. And you've lot, had it, like but often. not like it's not a constant thing for you, Danielle. Yeah, I wouldn't say I had the syndrome. I've just I've had that feeling of like your legs yeah. are like almost detached from your body mm-hmm. and they don't feel good. This sort of reminds me. I don't know if you saw the video I put on Facebook. I it's so corny, but I just think it's the cutest thing where it's like black and white footage of this woman's co-sleeping with her baby. Oh, yes. Did you see it? Yeah. No, I want to see it. And her baby is repositioning himself mm-hmm. constantly and ends up on her face, like, constant. It's so funny. Oh, my God. It's just, it's hysterical because <laughs> it's like, why is the baby moving so much? But, yeah. you know, it's like a sped up, yes. like, all yes. night thing. Um, I'll make sure you see it because it, it's I'll find super it. funny. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that can happen to me if I have too much caffeine. Oh, the restless leg. Yeah. Yeah. My husband has restless leg, too. So he's he got sounds like a f- joy to share a bed with. He popsicle sticks. And yeah. It's a lot happening in my bed. That's and, yeah. not conducive to sleep. 
Here's another one. Night terrors. Oh, for God's sake. Children experience night terrors, which are unlike nightmares because they're more like a hallucination that can last anywhere from a few minutes up to 30 minutes. Oh, shite. I feel bad for the parents who have a child with 30-minute night terrors. Wait, does that mean they're... I always assumed night terrors meant they wake up screaming. Is that what's happening? The child is awake during the ordeal, though they often won't remember what they saw. Yeah. So they can just be like, their eyes are wide awake, like wide open, yeah. they're screaming and maybe flailing, and it's horrifying, I think. I Luckily, my kids did not have this. Oliver had a thing where he would, it wasn't terrors, he wasn't scared, but he would wake up and like start talking. And a couple mm-hmm. of times he actually slept walked. Yeah. Um, it wasn't anything like dangerous. It didn't last that long. Mm-hmm. But he would go, we'd go in and we'd have like whole conversations with him. Yeah. And he had no memory of it in the morning. That's really funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, how long can you go without sleep? Well, there's no definitive answer. But most scientists agree that we all need the REM cycle to yes. survive. There are people, there are cases of people who have sustained brain injuries that deprive them of this cycle. Oh, shit. They've been able to survive and even thrive, but the jury's still out on, you know, how long people can go. So there is an anecdotal story of a young man in China who forced himself to stay awake and died after 11 days. What? But there were other factors involved. Um, The problem with... um, being able to test this surviving without sleep is it's an ethical dilemma. You can't yes. put people through this right? Um, to, to get an answer to it. But they must have at some point. Well, we have people who have done it on their own. Uh-huh. So I'm going to, I'll share a story at the okay. end. So how long will it take before you start hallucinating? While every person is different, on average, you can expect to start hallucinating after 72 hours after sleep deprivation. So although it's tempting to try to trick your body to stay awake, it's not a good idea for your health. If you find that you need more time in the day and you genuinely want to cut out the amount of sleep, the amount of time you're in bed, you may want to try something like polyphasic sleep. Okay. This is where you nap for short bursts during a 24-hour period. This method has been found to increase productivity and the number of waking hours in the day, although its safety as a long-term habit is debated. I I never believe it. Like when all, you know, those people who are like, I don't know if Steve Jobs is one of them or Elon Uh Musk when they're like, I only sleep for four hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't believe it. Yeah. You and I have had this discussion before. I just took them at face value and thought that they were uh, just superior beings in that one sense, not in any other sense, but just like... They, this to me, I think because I'm always tired and because I always need a lot of sleep, mm-hmm. that I look at it almost as like a failing, or like a moral failing. Well, not moral, but I was gonna say moral failing. It's not really a moral failing, but it is some sort of like a, a character flaw in me. But I think and you so know, people who can get right yeah. away away with less sleep are somehow somehow superior. better. Yeah. I don't think though. It's the reality is. You can't help it. You know, it's like I, I I used to cry to my therapist about how bad I felt about like sleeping in. Wow. Because I'd feel so bad yeah. as a parent. Right. And she was like, you cannot help this. Like, yeah. this is not something you're doing wrong. Right. It's like your body, some bodies need more sleep than other bodies. It's okay. Like, it took me a really long time. I still deal with the guilt about like. Yes. 
you can't help it. Yeah. You know, it's just some bodies need more. But I also really think human bodies need at least seven hours of sleep to function. It's yeah. it's like scientifically proven seven to nine hours is yeah. what adults need. I remember the one thing that sticks out for me from ER, the, sh- the show uh-huh. ER, is I think it was Carter and, and Green or whatever. But he's like, if you don't get at least four hours of sleep, you're better off not sleeping. Hmm. It's either three hours or four oh, hours. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because you're not recharging enough and it's going to make you the next day you're not going to be able to fun- as a doctor I guess in an ER yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, don't take that as fact that is a television show but <laughs> no, it, it never left my your brain memory that's science ER is science and it, we're going to go down in history of saying it if there's a show to trust it's probably ER but don't you know yeah sleep deprivation is so bad for you it's used as a form of torture and they've even come out you know and said that you shouldn't it's such a bad form of torture like we shouldn't do it right like the u.s should stop it because it's that detrimental forcibly depriving a person of sleep is a profound assault on the entire biological system at the foundation of that person's mind and body you know what i challenge someone to keep me awake i don't think they can do it i don't think the top cia operatives could get me to stay awake if if i want to sleep i sleep i mean they how do they make you stay awake they just blast music and pour they put cold they, water on they you? do um they put the they put people in um standing up positions and handcuffs and feet cuffs no to problem. the point where their ankles would break <laughs> it's from the, sleep. the cuffs uh-huh. and blast loud music and they do some um rectal feeding Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was listing some of it, but it got so <laughs> okay. awful that okay. I decided it wasn't going to be a good topic. I, 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 I It gets worse <laughs> it gets after worse it gets, breaking your ankles. It gets worse after breaking your ankles and rectal feeding. Okay. So I decided, hmm, maybe not for our show. All right. Um, I love that Danielle's just defiantly falling asleep. You can do whatever you want to. I'm out. I, I, I just, that's the only thing I have a strong will about is sleep. <laughs> Well, they say also, it's not a form of valid torture anyway, because when you're torturing, right. it's, you're trying to get information from your sources to, right. s- to theoretically save like American lives, right. right? Well, here's what happens. Beyond 24 hours of deprivation, people suffer huge drops in cognitive functions like accurate memory, right. coherent speech and social competence. People start suffering hallucinations. So... Whatever words they may seem to be saying have to count as the least reliable kind of information one could possibly conceive. Right. A mind tortured to that extremity will not provide anything that can be trusted as relevant to the real world. These aren't my words. I got these, you know, from a reliable source that I'll put in our newsletter. Yeah. ER, of course, everything everything I talk about on this show is from ER. Even if the person really knew some vital bits of information, prolonged sleep deprivation will make it less likely the person could accurately and meaningfully communicate that information. So, you know, it's why bother? Why are we doing this? Right. But, you know. Okay. Here's a couple tips how you survive when you've had no sleep. Now this is like you've had a you've had a night where you didn't get any sleep. Okay. So this is more reasonable of what we're going to experience. Right. None of us are trying to stay awake for 10 days. No. We're reasonable people. No one should do that. 
So you had a bad night. Maybe you have a new baby. Maybe you just had a night where you had too much caffeine. You couldn't sleep all night. Here's some tips. Sit by a window or step outside. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You want to get your sleep schedule back on track. Natural sunlight helps maintain circadian rhythms. Resist sugar, carbs, and processed foods. Mm. Skip the ultra-processed foods and beverages. You're going to crave those because when we're tired, we actually crave Mm -hmm. sugar and starch. But you want to have something healthier because a tired body doesn't need that stuff. Okay. But on that note, don't skip meals. Uh, That leads to glucose dips and increased moodiness. And we don't need some tired bitch. (laughs) Um, power nap if you must. The greatest pressure to sleep is 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. So that's when you're going to oh. feel the most tired. So oh, like that's that 4 p.m. time yeah. of day. The best nap is simply 20 minutes of uninterrupted, comfortable sleep. No more, no less. If you're able to do that, my God hat's off you. to you because I've never been able to do I that. I tried it the other day. Yeah. Set my alarm for 20 minutes. Yes. Set my alarm for 15 more minutes. Yes. Snooze that one. Yeah. Ended up to be about 40 minutes. That's what I... I'll, my, I couldn't do no, it. No, I've never pulled off a 20-minute <laughs> nap. So, like I said, if you can do it... Like, I start falling asleep and, and I'm already agitated that I'm going to have to get up in 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Sleep, it takes me that long just to... Get comfy. Get, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, who's doing this. Stay active. Um, starting the day with your blood pumping is the best formula. It can be a walk mm. or dancing around. Just move your body. Um, I don't know who can do that if they have had a night yeah. of no sleep to be like, oh, I can still work out when I wake up in the morning. Here's one more tip. Pause on big projects or decisions. Yes. That's not the day to decide if you're going to marry right. uh, Fred or not. Right. Um, Fred can wait until you've gotten eight hours. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to hear a story? I would love to hear a story. Mm. I, I'm wondering, you might have heard of this gentleman. His name is Peter Tripp. His name was Peter Tripp. Okay, I have not heard of him. Okay. You'll have to ask your dad if he's heard of him. Okay. In 1959, Uh 32-year-old popular radio personality Peter Tripp decided to stay awake for eight days and nights as part of a publicity stunt aimed at raising money for the March of Dimes. Researchers and physicians warned Tripp against the idea, but Tripp was determined, and so on a cold January morning, he placed himself in a glass booth in the middle of Times Square so that people what? could observe him as he broadcast for 201 consecutive hours without sleep. Initially, Tripp coped well without sleep. His initial broadcasts during his experiment were entertaining and he remained his usual cheerful and humorous self. Mm-hmm. By day three, remember we, we said? Yes, hallucinations. He was cursing the people around him. Oh, no. And hallucinating. He thought there were spiders in his shoes, <gasps> for example, and he took them off to check. After about 100 hours of wakefulness, Tripp was no longer able to get through simple math problems or recite the alphabet. After 120 hours, he began having hallucinations. So, oh, okay. This he is, lasted longer. I pulled from different sources, yep. so this might repeat a little bit. He walked into a nearby hotel room to shower and change, and when he opened a chest of drawers for his clothes, he saw flames shooting out of the <gasps> open drawer. At first, he thought that the scientist had set the fire, trying to prank him or make him drop out of the contest. Then he began believing the scientists were in a conspiracy against him and wanted to frame him for a crime. When one scientist, a stuffy dresser, came up to him, Tripp believed that the man was an undertaker coming to bury him and ran away into the street. I mean, it's really intense what it does to you. It's like drugs, yeah. 
During long periods of sleep deprivation, the brain begins going into REM sleep cycles while a person is still awake. Oh. Most of the time, the person will still be able to function, if only on a basic level. During the REM cycles, they will begin to dream while they are still conscious. Tripp was having normal, if unpleasant, dreams. He just wasn't having them in bed. Oh, my God. That's wild. As time went by, the confusion took over his mind. He started staring at a clock, believing that he could see the face of a friend in it. He came to be doubtful as to whether he was Peter Tripp or was that friend. In the last few hours, he began confiding to scientists that although everyone believed he was Peter Tripp, he was not. So wait, can we back up for one second? I'm a little confused. He's in the box in Times Square. But he was only only doing that broadcast for three hours a day. And then he would go to the hotel and scientists were... So there were real scientists, there, not his When he so okay. decided to do this, scientists were like, great, we're going to come observe because okay. they weren't ethically, scientists couldn't be like, we're going to make somebody stay awake. Gotcha, gotcha, Even though gotcha. surprisingly they didn't do that back in the 50s since they did a lot of other yeah, kind of that ethically is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, questionable things. So they scientists then came in, right, and said, great, you're going to do that. We're going to come and watch. Okay. And they actually kind of helped him stay awake and took notes and watched his you know, deterioration. Okay, so the last three hours. Um, so Tripp did stay awake for 200 hours over eight days of sleep, although he was drugged regularly for the last 66 hours of it, which I don't know if the scientists to keep him awake did that or if he decided to okay. do that. I couldn't find information okay. on that. And I don't know what the drugs were, if they were amphetamines. I mean, you know, yeah. they were just giving out amphetamines right. like uh, chiclets back then. After 24 hours of monitored sleep, he emerged apparently none the worse for the wear. Some say the experiment affected him permanently, citing the fact that soon afterwards he lost his job and his wife divorced him. Like Whoa. people, friends around him say he was never the same after that. Whoa. And then uh, another thing that's interesting is that he was one of the radio hosts indicted in the Paola scandal of 1960, uh-huh. which was actually before this. Um I thought you said it was 1959. It that, was, okay. but the scandal, so the scandal happened before this, but they, oh. they got indicted in oh, 1960. gotcha, 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 okay. So, I'm sorry, for acts that had been committed well before the sleep study. Given the fact that he was hiding something criminal, it's interesting that Tripp was so paranoid about the scientists oh. framing him for a crime. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was like uh, him and this guy, Alan Freed, who was a very yeah. famous jo- disc jockey. And I think the scandal, if if you've heard of it, yeah. I didn't really know much about it, but it sounded familiar, was that they were taking money from record companies to pay to play songs from those record companies. Right. It sounds so benign. It sounds like, really tame. The, like, right now, oh, you like, can't do yeah. that? Like, it seems like, yeah. Like, oh, the record right. company is going to give you money to play those songs. and That seems like how radio probably I was like, should work. That's yeah. not what happens. <laughs> right. But they got in trouble for it. And um, then he... Really fell from grace and, yeah, then ended up becoming like a traveling salesman. And I, there's a documentary. Wow. Um, there is? That I don't know if it's, I, I I don't know if it's any good or not, but it's linked in one of the articles. So I'll put it in the. Oh, um, about him. Yeah, I'll put it in the um, newsletter. It might just be one of those weird YouTube. Yeah, right. Sort of like produced badly. It interesting. But it, I, 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 yeah. I, I just didn't have time to watch it, but I want to check it out because. It's fascinating story. I hope they're going to have footage of the Times Square actual yes. study. Um, and, uh, you know, just think it, it just brings to mind how, like, even if you think like, oh, I'm young and I'm going to do this and it's not yeah. going to affect me in that moment, it can really affect you 
for your life potentially. Yeah. So it's not something you want to screw around with. God, that's crazy. Get your sleep. Eight days. Eight days. It sounds like, I Torture. mean, I just, the idea of even like, if somebody was like, you have to stay up all night. Yeah. I would hate that. Or, no, that would be torture. I can't even, if somebody's like, we're going to, we're going to go out and we're going to meet up at a bar at 10 o'clock. I'm like, I'm no. <laughs> and they're, they they would say like, you know who's going to be there? Who, who Keanu that? Reeves for you. Yeah. I'd be like, 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Right. Can, Can you, you just tell se- him send, send me video? <laughs> Is there any way you could text him and ask him to come earlier? I just think right. it's like, that's too late. It's I too am late. so tired. No. No. No, thank yeah, you. I don't like it. So that's the story of Peter Tripp. Oh, that's a really good, it sounds like he was on a trip. He, he had a bad trip. All right. Well, we will be right back with our special guest. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Christine, how was your break? Oh, I got into some really <laughs> inappropriate conversation with Garrett. All Garen. I heard was diarrhea. And, and you're you like, let's I, get back. I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first half of the show, we talked about sleep deprivation. And now we are going to talk about what happens when you fall asleep on the job with one of my favorite people. He's one of the funniest people I know, Mike Schmidt. You're wow. way too nice to me. High way too nice to me. No, no, no. Scouts. Uh, you know Mike from my wedding, and True. <laughs> um, I'm going to have all the members of that. We had Paul Gilmartin last week. Oh, good. Uh, we've had Alex Alexander. Now you're the third member of the wedding who's been on our show. I like it. Was and I supposed to bring a gift again? Yes, I because foolish, it, I did after not 24 years, you're supposed to bring a <laughs> gift again, or whatever. It's been something like that. Um, and you know him from his podcast, 40 Year Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if once you hear his story, I'm sure you'll want to go check out 40 Year Old Boy because he's. Uh, very good storyteller. No pressure. Mm. How's it going, Mike? Good. How are you? Everything's good here at uh, How to... I must say, I have to plug your show on my show all the time. You do? I do. Well, I mean, I, I do anyway. In my plugs, oh my God. I include all the Misfit Toys. Uh, oh, that's so nice. It fills 10 fucking <laughs> so, Thank you. We're so flattered. Thank <laughs> you. Like, all the shows get a shout out. Uh, but then there's always new shows being added that I didn't know Too about. Too many shows. Yeah, Jonah had a show and then he didn't anymore, but I'm still plugging it a year later. Yeah. <laughs> So, but your show, uh, I, I change the name every week. <laughs> oh, great. Thank so you. it's always uh, watch out for that bear trap <laughs> with Danielle and Christine. <laughs> Ouch, that's hot with Danielle and Christine. So, but everybody knows who you are and where to find you. This, so I, this makes me laugh because I have a really bad memory. So I'm starting to turn into my parents and calling things the wrong names. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in, in episode two of There's Some of Us Left. 
uh, The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's not what it was called. But, by the way, uh, update: I am. I've watched all three episodes. Uh, the okay. first three episodes, so I watched the episode. The episode. Oh, wait, so, you're, all right, so you haven't seen the ensuing five? No, 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 no. I've only okay. watched three. Right. I've only watched three. You, you watched the the tearjerker. I watched episode. the tearjerker right. and the other jerker. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That seems like a different show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they showed them smooching. I played the game, oh. so I was really looking forward to it. Oh, you did? To it. Oh. I did, yeah. Oh, okay. It's the best video game I've ever played. Okay, so this and is... And right up there with a few great ones, but it's it's phenomenal. All right, now this is interesting because I just finished reading um, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which was lent to me by Garen, which now Chris is, Christine's going to uh, read, which is based on a video... I mean, it's not based on a video game. It's about video game makers. Okay. And I'm watching... Uh, the rest of us are still here, the last of us. Um, <laughs> we still remain. Um, <laughs> just based on a video game. And so I was wondering, is our video games, because I do not play, are they actually emotional, like the way that they make it oh, yes. in Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow? Okay, they are. Yes. That's yes, why yes, The yes. Last of Us is the best game I ever played. Okay, so it is like a real story. You feel like you're experiencing a story. All right, I stream on Twitch, and I played it live on Twitch. I cried probably four times playing the game on Twitch. Now I'm a sap and I'm old, so that's, you know, judge it as you will. But clearly I was playing. There's a moment, I don't want, again, I don't want to give things away because I don't know if they'll put it in the TV show or not. Um, It it does, it's not a plot contrivance. It's just a a, a moment where they wind up in a major city that's been overrun, okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And just in that moment, I was overwhelmed by what was happening because there's this this main character basically you he whatever he his internal monologue outside monologue okay you, you uh you just go yeah uh-huh you know you kind of agree with what he's saying so i i know i sound like i'm from another planet because i am <laughs> when it comes to this but do they i know that there are cutscenes. i understand what that is mm-hmm. is that where that is happening or is it actually while you're playing you a monologue pops up no uh you're playing and then it goes into cutscenes. but while okay. you're playing too they're talking to one another you know they they're, they're addressing one oh, okay. another yeah okay and so uh in certain games i mean obviously some games aren't but i mean the best games like your god of war and and the last of us um they wind up having discussions and and it's terrifying like the video game is terrifying as you're playing it because you are nonstop dread and danger, which is also a good name for your podcast. Yes, <laughs> nonstop Daniel dread and danger, Danielle and Chris, Christine. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's just uh, when you're playing it, you're just sitting there and you're agonizing over it because it's crazy, and then you do become obs- you empathize with these characters yeah. so strongly and you identify with them because you're them you're controlling yeah. them it's insane it's, can i it's ask a dumb best. question too because i'm i'm questions. i'm very um unaware of how these games work as well are you playing as do you pick one character or do you control multiple characters and because the show has many characters right so you're the player say by yourself but maybe you're joining other players at other people's mm-hmm. houses so I don't play online, so that, okay. that gets rid of that. Okay. I don't play online. I don't want to deal with any fucking eleven-year-old that is screaming at you. Yeah. No, I tried. Uh, that you're the N-word or something. Dude, right, don't get, that's not even a that joke. Is, like it's oh. happened to me I know, twice. I, know. I was on Twitch. Twice. I was on Twitch playing a game called Jackbox, where you let everybody play. It's like a, it's like a game show. Like everybody plays Jackbox. along. Okay, so I decided to let people play. I'm like, oh, we'll do this. Uh-huh. Why not? Because yes. you can't play Jackbox alone. So uh, I played and I left it open where every, like seven people joined in, but then there's eight other people who can just type punchlines and have. Fun. Oh, Let's okay. have fun, Danielle. 
<laughs> Not kidding. Within 20 seconds, the N word pops up. The C word. It's, all, all it's the most lighthearted, yeah, yeah. fun family game. Nope. That sounds no. and really I just, good and time. I'm, and you're watching it because I'm broadcasting live. So if they see that, you can be shut down. They'll take oh, your channel no. away. Oh, but right. you don't know what's going on. So I'm going, wait, what the, what's happening? What's, you know, I'm 80 years old. What the, I can't stop the, why is the N word box? Why won't it turn off? It's so dumb. And so I had to just stop the stream. I had to kill it. Right. And then reboot it. And everybody's like, you can't let the general public, uh, you know, there has to be a code. And, uh, and so I had to do it. So People are it, the worst. But also I played Red Dead Redemption, which is this great, fantastic cowboy game. Right up there with Last of Us for games. And I played online once. Uh-huh. Created a character, went online. And some dude rides up on his horse. Hey, man, you want to join us for a bank robbery? <laughs> I'm like, of course I do. So I go with them. And he's watching me on the stream. So he's like... Come with so, me. So, but is he typing, hey man, you want to join us? Is that how it works? His, his, he sends his avatar, his guy, and a horse over. Okay. And he's like, that's me in the, my chat room. He's like, that's okay. me. Join me. We'll go okay. to the bank. I have a gang. We'll go do it. So, I join up, and this guy is a guy who's come to the stream before. So, I'm like, that's okay. cool. So, we go over, and we go, we rob a bank, and uh, I'm not, I'm not Joe Game. I mean, I'm playing just, be- <laughs> I'm trying to make money for Christ's right. sake. So, so I, I show up, and I, I might shoot one guy. Uh-huh. I don't get involved in all the blood and guts. I, we take the mailbag, and we ride off. So, we steal everything, and we go off, and then these guys stop, and the two, two of the dudes who don't know me turn to me, and uh, they just shoot me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I die, and I'm looking at it, and I go, and the guy in the stream goes, no! Like, and I'm like, yes, no, I agree, because they can see me talk. So I go, what happened? He goes, they don't think you held up your end of the robbery. <laughs> so they, ki- they kill me, and then I regenerate, right. and they're right there, and they shoot me again. <laughs> and they do it five times. I die, I wake back up, and they're right there, and they, they would not let me get on a horse. They wouldn't let me even play. They just thought it was funny. Well, because they're they watching it on watch the stream. You, yeah. And it's, it's funny... Sort of for like you know right. twice maybe, but when they keep doing it, I'm just like, dude, uh, fuck this, it's I'm like, leaving. What's it's, it's like driving your car a few inches ahead right. of the person trying to get in your car. Oh, dude. <laughs> and so I and I I've never played online since. I played online once, and people will come in and go, hey, do you want to play online? I do not. <laughs> I don't wish to be executed by shotgun by strangers again. <laughs> so oh you can God. be in Last of Us. You're Joel, okay. Oh, okay. the main guy. Yeah. And, uh, but that but in those games. There will be uh, missions where they make you be Ellie. Okay. So that's so like in this. Uh, did, did you see? The, yeah, I can't do it. You didn't uh, see the, the episode. The, 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 okay. You. If uh, right. but in in certain times you'll be in a thing where Joel does something and then you ha- like in God of War you're the God of War you're this big fucking guy named Kratos but then you have to be his teenage son and you're like I don't want to be this fucking kid he's got, you know because with Kratos you get the blades of chaos yeah. you got a huge axe with his son he's got a bow and arrow you know yeah. just, oh great he's skipping around and you're trying to do that and, and, and so you got to be him for a whole segment okay. and you're like this is awful yeah uh, can I get back to being the muscle guy you know but it's they but it you know it 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 has its purpose because you learn how to do certain things with okay. that character later which you will need but yeah so they, they do change you interchangeably but the last of us to my i mean it's been five years but i mean i was joel pretty much the entire time okay yeah. and the other characters are controlled by the game and yeah. they speak they're not playable characters or npcs oh <laughs> oh npc look at you and, and they read tomorrow tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. i think i think oliver has actually told me that as well but he but, doesn't play video games but he really? knows this he knows a little bit about everything and he doesn't play it dude in the last of us those the clickers are are in the in the game the yeah. clickers show up in like episode two so you did see that oh, of course. And uh, 
they're they're the most terrifying monster I think I've ever seen in a video game. Besides, you know, there's whatever. But in a game in Resident Evil Two, there's this guy I called him Skinless Jones. He's like a dude who just <laughs> hangs from the ceiling with. He's like a he's just a ghoul with no skin, <laughs> oh, and God. he also hides in the dark until you can't hear him at all. Oh. The first time he ever got me, I'm just because you're in the dark and I'm terrified <laughs> and I'm walking, and then I just I you put the flashlight up and he just he's just like that. And he plans on me, and I jump, I freak out. It's awesome when you're when you're playing them and they're fun and they're good. It's awesome. All right. Well, speaking of scary things, let's get into this story. Look at you with the pivot. I know. Very nicely done. Uh, all right. So when I moved to California uh, a million years ago, the first time, yes. it was like 1986. I wound up working at Little Caesars for a while because my brother, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother was the supervisor. The brother I know, Lenny? Yes. Okay. He was the area supervisor, and this was before we had a huge falling out. So, But we we were always contentious growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? He was Because he was my older brother, um, and I didn't have a dad. My dad died very young. He bailed. And so Lenny was essentially my dad as well. Wait, your dad died and bailed? Same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. You mean he said, I'm going to go out for a pack you know of cigarettes I'm take and off. buy a car? <laughs> Good for him. That's the way it should work. Don't you know you don't get to live your life if you bail on somebody. You got to take it in the face right when you split. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Did your dad die or did he bail? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, let's do this. Uh, oh no. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, my dad did die. Okay. Uh, but he, in the time he was around, he was a drunk and he a very, very, around. very terrible, abusive person. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. To us and to my mom. Oh. So um, <laughs> that was a good, so good. Oh. So good riddance. This is, you know, you're learning a lot about me. You probably are like now. I understand Mike on a different. level. I knew your dad frankly. was gone. I just didn't know what the no. Yeah, he he, wound up, were. he drank himself to death. He oh. died of uh, alcohol poisoning the day before my 13th birthday. Oh, fun times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you're so, a man now. <laughs> have I ever really become a man without a father, Danielle? Mm, good question. You know what? I got that another page over here. Let's talk about that story. <laughs> so Lenny got forced into being, because there's five boys. And yes. my mom, so she had to work. So right. And so we were home alone, and Lenny was our dad, mm-hmm. in addition to me, my, my older brother. So it, it just was not fair to him. Uh, yeah. You know, it took me 30 years to realize that. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime... He wound up being kind of a supervisory figure for me in my life, even though he shouldn't have been, even though I got older. You know, I got to yeah. be 17, no, that makes 18, sense. 19. That makes sense. So I would rebel against him like you would against a parent. Okay. Okay. Um, but also at the same time, he helped me out. When I moved to LA, he was here. Okay. That was the reason I came. He said, look, you can come here. You can live in my mm-hmm. apartment. That's great. I'll get you a job at the pizza place. Because he, uh, he had made something of himself to a certain extent. Okay. He was an area supervisor for the right. Caesars. We were in Orange County, by the way. We lived in Tustin. Oh, okay. So he wound up in, in charge of like nine different stores. And, uh, and his name is, my brother's name is Leonard Albert Schmidt Jr. Uh, he had his business cards. He had L.A. Schmidt. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very cute. Wore a blazer. Except it's Orange County, so it's Shh, not really don't stop your nonsense. <laughs> 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 that doesn't matter at 1 a.m. in a you know, fucking Charlie. What, what the hell was that steak joint? What the hell was that place? Oh, Charlie. Yeah, there's something about Charlie. Right, yeah. Charlie Steaks. I don't know. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Steaks. Steaks. Sure. That's, that's um, what I call Charlie's Angels. Cause the I, Claim Jumper. That's what the, I was thinking of. Oh, oh, oh that just came up on Jimmy's show. Oh, I've got the Did it really? Skin. Yeah. I took a date there once. Classy. Look, prime rib from the claim jumper. Let me tell you something. Oh, right, so, okay. uh, so he had a, a whatever. So we, he gave me a job, which was great. But also, it in addition to being my older brother and also being kind of a father mm-hmm. figure, 
he's now my boss. All right. Wow. So we're we're butting heads on three different levels whenever okay. I go there. Because also, look, um, he's taking it incredibly seriously because he's in tight with the brass. You know what I mean? He's got business cards. Yeah, sure. He's got a blazer with the sleeves pushed up. He's making his rounds. He's got paper. He has a fucking briefcase. He brings the little Caesars, okay? <laughs> I'm not joking because it has all the paperwork. He has to collect the payroll. He's, he's one of those dudes. He's yes. like, he's an office guy. He's you know I mean? corporate. Exactly. He's corporate. That's a very good uh, right. way to put it. Uh, and I'm wearing an apron. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And and also under his direct supervision. So he he then decides he's going to put me through the ringer because he can't show me any leniency. Right. So he then is twice or three times as hard on me as he would be on anybody else. Now, I'm not saying I didn't deserve it. Right. Because once again, I was starting my lineage as a terrible employee. I mean, I was, I w- like, I had to be there at 9.30 to, uh, to open them, to, you know, to get yeah. prep work mm-hmm. done. So we opened by 11.30. I'd roll in at like 10.20. Oh, jeez. Uh, I would not make new sandwich buns. I'd leave the ones from yesterday. <laughs> say, all right, those are fine. Don't touch those. <laughs> um, well, I kind of like that from a non-wasteful uh, uh, point of view. You're not wasting food. You're using the food again. Yes, but would you like it on the other side of the counter when I served you a two-day-old sandwich? I'm not ordering sandwich at Little Caesars. They were fucking great, believe it or not. The pizza's disgusting. So yes, I was 18. What do you want me to do? It was free. I'm saying, are the sandwiches good? I've never had the sandwich from Little Caesars. They're gone. They're stricken from the menu. Oh, okay. Probably because they were two-day-old bread. I like to think I had a hand in it. No doubt, Christine. Clearly. Uh, so I would work at Little Caesars and we would fight all the time and he would come in and he would literally, his first thing he'd check would be the sandwich buns <laughs> and then he's furious at me and uh, he would make, like, also I would be his, I was his kind of Swiss army knife. So if if I worked a shift and then someone didn't come in, he'd be like, you're staying till nine. Mm. And I'd be like, no, I'm I'm not. I'm really leaving. And he's like, but the thing is, I lived with him. Where am I going to go? <laughs> so if I go to the house early and then he shows up, he's like, what the fuck, man? You really, I fucking got you that gig. And then it turns into a, it was, right. it was that. It sounds like you were completely lot. in the wrong in this situation. Always. Okay. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, again, clearly he was a boss. Right. Yeah. But he was in the wrong in that he let our personal relationship bleed into our professional relationship. Okay. Like I said, he would just say to me, we have to stay. Oh, like okay. one day he came in and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't doing very well at the job, I guess, in the morning. <laughs> and he goes, that's it. And uh, he goes in and he takes all the dough that was in the walk-in and he throws it all away. And he's like, you're making 12 batches of dough now. Damn. And, and he called somebody in to do like the regular opening stuff. And he made me make all the dough and like grind all this cheese and wash all the trays and then wash all the dishes. Jesus. Because, uh, and, okay. And, all right. So he's a little... Tyrannical. Yeah, and, and and I understood it though because he was also hypersensitive to his position, and they all loved him. Every my brother, you know, my brother's a Saint Bernard. Everybody fucking loves the guy. Yeah, uh, and then I roll in. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just horrible, like the tin cans on, hanging off of a wedding car. <laughs> just awful. Just making noise and not do, and just useless. <laughs> So uh, he fires me like four different times. Okay. I mean, it's terrible. And then he, then he brings me back because, again, I live with him. So I need to pay <laughs> the rent and have some money. Uh, so bizarre. It's a terrible, terrible arrangement. So finally, like the fourth time he whacks me and I'm like, I, I can't. I can't do it anymore. I have to find a different place to work. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have a car. Clearly, I had not really buckled down. I'm driving his car everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um so I had to find something within walking distance. And look, I'm not fucking walking anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm wrong on 10 different levels, but that's fine. It turns out there's a, uh, our, our local 7-Eleven is 
a block away. Okay. A block and a half, maybe. There's actually a liquor store closer, but it was a family-run operation. Don't think I didn't go in there first. <laughs> you guys need anybody? And they had porn, which I liked. Sure. Um, a bonus. So, so I, had, I went to the 7-Eleven, and I applied for a job. And um, these people were nice. You know what I mean? They, they really, it was a Terry and Denise. They were independent owners. Uh-huh. And this is before, um, you know, the, the 7-Elevens were owned by a predominantly, like a foreign uh, owner. Uh-huh. You know, because usually when you go into a 7-Eleven, it's owned by Indian people or things like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a great way for, for families like that to go ahead and get a business yes. established quickly. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but back then, um, I, I happened in Terry and Denise are from California. Okay. So it, it wasn't, and they were married. And for some reason, they thought I was awesome. Like because okay. I was funny and I was well. You, know you I mean? are very funny, so I, I can see I it be charming, charming if it, if you're not your brother. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> right. And uh, until the fourth time, you're then and then they go, wait, Uh-oh. this isn't as charming as I thought it was. Uh, Terry they and Denise. They dug me. Terry and Denise liked me, and then Nancy was the relief. Uh, she was the morning person, and she had been there for like 15 years. Oh, okay. Uh, she started when she was 18, so she was kind of grew up with them. It's a lifer. And, exactly. Yeah. And so now, but I'm also like I'm only 18, so I'm being folded into their embrace now. Perhaps I'm the new Nancy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they would actually like take me out to eat and stuff, and I would, they just really liked me outside of the job. Now I will tell you this too: I had moved to California, and uh, from. Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm presumptuous. Um, yeah, I, I lived in Chicago, born and raised. Got it. So I moved here, and it was an entirely new world. Uh-huh. Uh, the beach. Yeah. And K-Rock. Uh-huh. And I, it was, and I made friends, and consequently, because I made these friends, uh, I didn't want to waste a minute of my day or my time. Uh-huh. So I get hired at the 7-Eleven, and I'm working graveyard. Ooh. Okay, that's the graveyard shift, but it didn't bother me. It's ill to you, but I was okay. up at my house. I mean, I notoriously failed first and second period every year of high school mm-hmm. because I stayed up all night watching oh, Waterman okay. and the new Treasure Hunt and whatever else was on. And then I would <laughs> Is sleep. Is that a game show? It was, yeah, with oh, Jeff Edwards. Good, have to look that gotta up. Gotta look it up. It's I, so we've good. probably watched it. <laughs> it's very much deal or no deal with like boxes uh-huh. and stuff and like, what could it be? And, okay. And that's, yeah, it's great. Okay. Um, so I, I would stay up all night and like eat macaroni and cheese at four in the morning and then just absolutely fucking sleep through first and second <laughs> mm-hmm. period in high school and failed them clearly. Okay. Um, it sounds so, like Lenny didn't do such a good job being your dad. He was gone at that point because <laughs> oh. he had thrown a sectional at my mom and then that was... The- <laughs> Oh, sexual couch. Yeah. I, for a second, I thought it was like a legal term. <laughs> Took it out of his briefcase. There you go. Bam. And now he has two briefcases because it's pizza pizza. Exactly. Right. Well, right. Yeah. One's personal. One's professional. Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, so he, all right. So it was contentious in Chicago. That's one of the reasons where we also butt heads. We had had fist fights in my house because my mom had thrown him out. Uh, uh-huh. Because he was rebelling against being everything. Dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was sure. constantly all that stuff. Yeah. And so then I took the role of my ma's bodyguard at the time when my ma didn't want to take a swing at him I did um, and we would fight and then he wound up get, I mean Lenny Lenny had his own apartment when he was 17 years old oh okay and it was one of those, one of those apartments those truly the lock didn't work on the window you could all of his friends you could open it and he had a, one of those big industrial spools wooden spools yeah you could step in on that and just sit there and wait for Lenny to come home from work or whatever and there were it was just the, it was the greatest place if you were a kid now you'd be like this is a fucking nightmare yeah. but cops would come and break it up and they knew him by name and stuff like that it was just you know our hometown was a small town, so you, everybody knew. Uh, just go to Lenny's. Hey, man, yeah. you knew you could just go to Lenny's. Um, and then he and I would, you know, I'd still be at his house. I'd still see him, but then mm-hmm. we'd f- f- fight and knock heads. Then yeah. we made up when he went to L.A., blah, blah, blah. So uh, so you liked the graveyard shift because you used to stay up I all night. I would stay up all night, yeah. but then I didn't want to waste a moment 
uh, in the daytime so I would not sleep. Oh. I wanted to go to the beach. I wanted okay. to go shoot hoop in Venice. I wanted uh -huh. to hang out with my friends. Uh -huh. uh, so the way I worked it was I would have a four-day block of graveyard. Okay. Okay. And I'd work graveyard, and then I'd stay up the whole night, the whole night day the next day. I'd probably get an hour and a half, two hours before Jesus. work. Jesus. Wow. And then I'd go graveyard, and then I'd stay up the next day, and I'd be up for like That's two hours. That's insane. But, and again, I was... 19 at yeah. the time 18 People and so always I could, say that but I couldn't have done that there's no way I, my, really no my, my I need eight hours every night or I have a disaster like, <laughs> really yes. even from youth even from being young a hundred percent that's amazing yes to me. I am not a party type I mean, person like I love sleeping and especially more even more yeah. now yeah. I really love it yeah but it was never one of those things where like I couldn't function without it I was so used to just oh. waking up and, you know, just almost like a Bugs Bunny, you know, pulling up your eyelids and taping them to your forehead. You know, that kind of deal. I was, I was, I was fine with no, that my whole year. I'm, I'm envious of, of people like that, but I never, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I did it my whole life. And so it just, again, I was young and it didn't matter. I made my friends uh, at the pizza joint. We'd go out, we'd mm -hmm. hang out. Um, and then after I bailed, they were still my friends. Mm -hmm. So I'd hang out with them. So uh, on the fourth day, I would work my graveyard and I would go home and I would stay up again. Mm -hmm. But I had two days off. Mm -hmm. So then that night, I would sleep for like 30 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. That night. I, I would. I would just go to bed at like 8. Whenever, whenever I felt like, all right, now I'm officially run down, like uh -huh. I had nothing, I would crash and I would be gone for 24 to 30 hours. It's like like the I would unhealthiest thing Oh, I've there's ever. no... Well, look yeah. at me. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm here to tell this story. But it was. Clearly, it was, it was not good. Okay. Uh, but I'm unkillable. I know. So I, I would do that, and I got into a pattern with doing it, and uh, everything was fine, hanging out, Terry and Denise, everything's great. And yeah. So at the end of one of my uh, four-day jags, I'm home, and I'm, I'm literally getting ready to go to sleep. Like, okay. I'm just, I'm kind of, you, I don't know how you respond to not having a lot of sleep, uh, poorly, we yes, understand. very poorly. But you feel like you're underwater. Yes. Like, you kind of get this weird, ethereal, almost floaty type mm -hmm, of feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a human Enya song. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> You know, yes. just the, and and so I'm tottering a little bit on my heels, and I would take a super hot shower because I love hot showers, and then just crash. Uh huh. So uh, I get out of my hot shower, and I I'm getting ready for, and I, my uh, the phone rings. It's a landline, and I pick it up, and it's Terry, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we had to file a fire, Jason. I need you to come in." Ooh. And I went, Terry, man, I cannot. Yeah. I said, I am I am so gassed right now. It's ridiculous. I have been up for days and I there's and he just goes well Mike come on man you're my last hope I, I don't want to be here all night please I you know just come over and I said I said Terry I, I'm not kidding <laughs> I said I, I kind of you know how my schedule is I, uh -huh. I, I was literally just about to lay down like I mean not joking about to sleep he goes look if you come in I'll pay you double time today mm -hmm. and then we'll give you the next two days off paid oh wow oh. okay that's yeah. tempting and if you, you know, working at 7-Eleven, double time one night and the next two days off paid is easily $100. <laughs> <laughs> How can you turn that down? So I can't say no. no right? I mean, we're into triple digits <laughs> at that point. Can't say none of that. <laughs> so I said, uh, I'm like, I, you know what? All right. Yeah, man, Ugh. I'll do it. Sounds good. So uh, I, I snap out of it, slap myself in the face and I'm like, all right, let's go. And I get dressed. And uh, when I would go to work, because again, I could walk there. It was close. Mm -hmm. If I had to drive, I probably would have still stuck to no because I couldn't even fucking right, yeah. you know, handle the car. Uh, but I can, I can walk easily. It's a block. And when I would go to work every night, I would bring in, I would have two-fisted. I had a boom box, a really big one in mm -hmm. my right hand. And in my left hand, I had a, uh, 
my own briefcase of sorts. It was a gigantic cassette tape suitcase that was double-sided. Yes. So you could open it up and it had like 70 cassettes on each side. Why did you need this to go to work? I remember those. Right? Yeah, yes. I remember them too. Uh, now, I had stolen this from a previous job. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the tapes or just the container? Oh, I stole a good, probably three quarters of the tapes easily. <laughs> Uh, th- that's another story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I would bring it because I wanted to have a selection of music. Like, I mean, oh, look, okay. Man, they don't have they don't have a PA system in the Seven Eleven. It's nineteen eighty six. I don't know. Nineteen eighty seven. They no. don't have any music. Okay. No. So you're like, and even if they music. would, I, I, look, I need to stay awake. So I mean, gotcha. I, I need to play some gotcha. fucking metal. You I'm not going to listen to any any of this music to keep yeah. me up. Okay. The Got girl it. from Ipanema is not going to keep my no. eyes open <laughs> unless she physically walks in. Then. <laughs> <laughs> So I so I bring the fucking tapes and I bring the radio and I, I I walk in and Terry's just like oh man you're a lifesaver I'm just like yeah all right I'm I'm glad to be here sure and um, it's an old school Seven Eleven so when you walk in there's like an island and a sink um, it didn't have the plastic container with the cigarettes all the cigarettes are okay. underneath the register okay mm-hmm. uh, so what I would do is I would just put my boombox on the sink mm-hmm. and bring my tapes you know behind the counter with okay. me and and then that was it so he bails. Uh, it's it's ten thirty, I think. In the morning or no, night? No, okay. It's graveyard, yeah. So it's I'm there ten thirty, and uh, and I'm fine because again, when you work at a when you're at a Seven Eleven for graveyard, first couple hours are kind of busy. You know what I mean? People are coming yeah, out yeah, now. Yeah. People sure. are either coming home or they're going on their way out. Um, you know, the hard time is in the middle of the evening, in the middle of the shift. Right. So uh, everybody's coming in and they're buying stuff, and, and it's fine. You're blazing. You're keeping coffee made. You're doing whatever you got to do. So probably, I think it was midnight. Uh, it kind of slows down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to feel it a little bit. And I mean, I'm chugging Slurpees. Like, oh. I mean, I'm literally chugging Slurpees <laughs> yeah. to get a brain freeze yeah. Yeah. to keep me away. <laughs> right, right. Coke, Slurpee, whatever. Right. All of it. I don't drink coffee, so I'm just all sugar and, and caffeine. Uh-huh. And uh, finally, around midnight, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go I'm gonna go in the office. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll sit back there. because You hear the bell. If it goes off, you come out and help anybody. And there's a, you know, the video because you had a camera. Yeah. There's two cameras in the store. So uh, I go in the back. And I sit at the at the desk, and um, I look at the security camera, and then the bell rings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of open my eyes, and a guy's like, hey, Mike, what are you doing? And I go, what's up? It's the guy who works at the gas station next door, who I would see if I worked during uh, okay. the day. Right. This guy, Greg. And uh, I go, hey, Greg, what's happening? And he goes, what you, you can't be sleeping back here, dude. Uh-huh. I go, I'm not sleeping. What are you talking about? He goes, no, you're, you're sleeping. I just came back here. I just, you're definitely sleeping. I'm like, ah. I, I doubt it. So I get up. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> I walk out and I look at the clock and it's 1225. Okay. I've been asleep for 20 minutes. Right. In a blink. Right. Like, I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. I put my no head down idea. and then he woke me up. I yeah. had no idea where it went. It was that fucking yeah. fast. So I go out and, uh, you know, he stops. He has a, a soda with me and whatever. And we're talking. And then he's gotta leave and i'm like you should stick around why not that'd be fine what if you hung out for like five hours wouldn't that be great <laughs> just to get me away right because i'm so yeah. i'm so my head's full of bees it's like i'm just fucked up so i'm, I'm he's like no nah, man i gotta take off but man do not go in the back like, right that was like danger city i'm like no problem i'm fine dude i wasn't even asleep ha, ha, i was just back there whatever take care <laughs> just see you close tomorrow. my eyes yeah. that's what my son says we're watching a movie no my eyes were just closed yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened the last 10 minutes unfortunately nobody comes into 7-eleven to carry me up into my bedroom <laughs> Uh, so I go, I, so that's fine. So he leaves and I, I drop the facade and I'm like, 
dude, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Because mm-hmm. I had lost 20 minutes yeah. instantly. So now I have to be more proactive. I can't just rely on chemicals to keep me awake. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I start playing music as loud as I can play it. <laughs> Like I turn it's the radio like, up. It's like you're holding yourself hostage. Yes, yeah. I, essentially, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm my own Abu Ghraib. Yes. I'm just like, I've got myself, I'm torturing myself. Yes. I can't sleep, loud music. You start waterboarding yourself. Yes. Put a cigarette in my mouth with a thumbs up. <laughs> Look at this guy. So I then, I start to walk the store. Yes. I walk and I walk up and down the aisles and I start, and I start to kind of have a light jog. I throw in a light jog. <laughs> Great. Around the island. because the, And the way it works is the register's here and facing out is like kind of groceries. It's kind of the same setup as most 7-Elevens. And behind me is all the coffee machines mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. And to the left are all the coolers, the mm-hmm. soda, beer coolers and stuff. So, uh, so now I'm out and I'm running around and I have a broom and I'm sweeping, <laughs> even though I'm not supposed to sweep, it doesn't matter. But I'm also playing guitar with it, like air guitar. <laughs> and I'm doing... Uh, I, they're called the Van Halen jump. Eddie Van Halen used to do this jump where he would split his legs like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm doing it. I'm jumping up and down. I I'm think, running around. I think cheerleaders call it a herky. Is it really? Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah I, I think it is that. called a herky. Yeah. Oh, man, not as cool anymore when Eddie did the herky. <laughs> well, come on. It's pretty cool it's when they do still it. cool. Yeah. Well, he did make it cool, clearly. Yeah, he did. In his overalls of red and white. <laughs> and so I'm jogging. I'm doing Van Halen jumps. I'm screaming. I'm <laughs> Anybody who pulls in, I'm herkying all over the place. <laughs> I have to say, and I stop, of course, when they walk in. And yeah. I'm like, how are you? And, and I'm very gregarious. How are you? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because I'm at the bottom of a well. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they come in. And I'm, I'm like, I help people. I'm doing whatever I got to do. And now my next plan is to, uh, to stay awake until the newspapers show up. Okay. Because I loved, you know, when the newspapers came in, because you know me, I used to read yes. five newspapers a day. I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I would read the LA Times, the LA Daily News, and the USA Today. I, I got them every single day. So, uh, and the best part of it was the guy who delivered the newspapers was this, he was this, this sad crew-cutted man in, in just like a button shirt that wasn't tucked in and just it misery personified. Aww. And so he would come in and then I would talk to him because I'm an idiot. I would be like, hello, sir. How are you today? Like so dumb trying to get him to talk to me. Never talked to me the whole time I worked at 7-Eleven until one night I'm in there and my buddy Dennis Eggenberg is in there and we're, uh, and, and I told him all along about this guy. Uh-huh. So then the dude comes to deliver the papers. Yeah. This is a good month into my, my tenure of seeing him okay. four times a week. Never spoke to me. Comes in, he puts the papers up. He's got, he's got them zip tied. He's got to snap it with an X-Acto knife. And he comes in and I go, sir, how are you? Good to have you. It's late, but I'm glad that you're here. You've gone ahead and brightened up my evening by showing up. I'm, I'm really pouring it on thick right. for Dennis. Yes. And I'm like, but uh, you know, put those anywhere you want. I like them in the newspaper case. But do you want to hand me one? Great. Otherwise, I'll take one from the middle. I don't like to get the one on the top because the news has always been read out of the top copy. And, and I'm talking and talking. And then if he doesn't say a thing. And he's popping anything. And he goes to walk out. And I go, how are you today, by the way, sir? <laughs> And he stops in his tracks and he just goes, fucked. <gasps> oh, wow. It's the only word the man said to me the entire time I worked oh at 7-Eleven. And I talked to him every night. Hey, man, what's going on? How That's you doing? What's up? terrifying. Yeah, fucked. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. And Holy then the, shit. But he's just, oh, he was just the ghost of Mike Schmidt future. You know what I mean? Just like this, <laughs> this pile of misery delivering newspapers in the middle of the night because his dreams died. <laughs> Wearing oh. ill-fitting clothing and just no, uh, just a secondhand car that's abused. Oh, it was a mess. I didn't know it then, though. Oh, oh, I no, you seen... were living the high life, no. screaming at the top of your lungs as you <laughs> sweep to try to stay awake. No doubt. So he, he comes in with the newspapers. Okay. Same deal. I'm like, hey, sir, how are you? And I, and I left the music on for him. I, I turned it off for customers, but for him, I let him, I was like, enjoy it, my friend. He doesn't say a fucking word. He puts the newspapers up. So I'm like, all right. Um, 
should I read the LA Times? And I go, no, I'm going to read the USA Today because I, I get a, that's, that's national. That'll keep me involved. <laughs> I don't want local news. That's not going to keep me awake. <laughs> so I grabbed the USA Today, and it's, uh, at the time, it's 1.45. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, man, you got a long way to go, right? <laughs> I'm really stressed out <laughs> in the one halfway through the night. And again, at two, but again, there's, it's all, you know, I got to make coffee and then at two o'clock, I got to lock the beer coolers. And then, you know, at three o'clock, this person comes, it's all the, then the morning crowd starts to come okay. in for their coffee. Right. So you're it, breaking it up. Exactly. And I figure at one forty-five. all right, I'll just go, I'll read the USA Today and I'm fine. Lots of pie charts to look at. Sure. I get, yeah, the, the, the daily news. So I, I go and look. I set up the newspaper and I sit down at the desk and I'm reading the USA Today. And then, uh, like I said, it's 1.45, the bell goes off. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I get out of the chair, I go out there and there's a guy, he's getting coffee. Uh I go, hey, sir, how you doing? And uh, he goes, good. And I come around the corner and my radio, my boombox, is by the doors. Okay. It's Mm. on the ground. It's no longer by the sink. It's by the double doors. Okay. I'm like... Well, that's strange. Yeah. Why does? And it, but again, I'm so foggy. I don't. Right. You know. Yeah. I just go. Well, that's odd. Why does that? All right. And I, I pick it up and I put it back in the sink, and uh, I go. Uh, and you know, this poor guy's getting coffee that I made two hours ago. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, oh Christ, I gotta make some. I go, how's the coffee? Is it all right? He goes, oh, we're good. And so I go over and I put some more coffee on, and he comes around and he puts his coffee cup on the desk, and, and it was like forty cents because this is th- <laughs> right. th- thirty-eight years ago. And uh, I go, terrific. And I ring up the, the thing, and a drawer opens, and it's empty holy shit and what year was it now (laughs) (laughs) so i uh and i don't even know what face i made i I just this rictus of terror because it just opens i'm like (gasps) and uh he's like uh everything okay and i'm like no of course not please get the fuck out of here before you see what happened i don't i don't literally i'm just i go no everything's great haha and i take his 40 cents and he takes his coffee and he leaves and i i put the uh, money in and i close the drawer and I'm like, what the fuck is... And I look up, <laughs> and the beer cooler is empty. Oh, shit. Ooh. Empty. <laughs> so I immediately locked the beer cooler. <laughs> <laughs> That's thinking on your feet. Clearly, there's a poltergeist or some sort of spirit who has taken the liquor away from this, and I have to trap him inside. <laughs> So I go over and impotently lock the beer coolers. And uh, I go back behind the counter and I look at the clock and it is 2.55 a.m. Oh, shit. I've been asleep for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, God. So I I just, I don't know. I call Nancy. Uh Uh-huh. Because she essentially runs the store. Terry and Denise own it, but Nancy runs the place. Okay. So I call her up and I'm like, uh, and she answers and she's like, oh, because <laughs> she, she sleeps like a human being. Right. Huh? I go, hey, Nancy, it's Mike. Oh, is everything okay? Nancy, um, I got robbed. Uh-huh. Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little sleepy. But <laughs> yeah. yeah? <laughs> she goes, oh, well, did you, did you call the cops yet? Did you, see, did you see the guys who did it? Did they hurt you? Did they have a weapon? No. <laughs> she goes, all right, we'll call the cops. I'm on my way. I'll call Terry. We'll be right over there. I said, cool. And uh, she, she, I hang up. And now I don't know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what's right. going to happen. Right. Yeah. Cops are there instantly. I mean, it's crazy. Um, Nancy gets there and then Terry. So they're all there in like 10 minutes. 
So uh, Terry's like, are you okay? What happened? And I said, I, I honestly, it's just, it's kind of a blur, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a dream. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm so, sleeping. <laughs> He says, uh, it's a blur. <laughs> and the cops are like, well, all right, well, what did you see the guys? I go, not really. And, and Terry goes, well, well, we've got the security right, tapes. Right, right. He goes, maybe they're, we'll probably see them on the security tapes. It'll be fine. We'll be able to check it out. I go, okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, Nancy's like, well, I'll, I'll hold down the fort. You guys go in the back. He goes, great. So we, all four of us go in the back. And they, uh, oh, Jesus. they get the tape and he takes, takes them out and he rewinds it, the one from behind the register. And he's like, all right. He starts it. And uh, the cops are asking me questions. And I'm, I said, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I don't have any real answers. It just, it all, so it all happened so fast. Obviously, your impetus at this point was, or, or your, your reasoning was, I don't want to get fired. So I'm not telling them I'm asleep. Even True. though you're standing right in front of the videotape, which is about to show that you were asleep. Yes. But also at the same time, I, I don't, I, there's anything I say is going to sound stupid. Okay. I mean, even the truth sounds stupid, and I can't. I mean, okay. I have to tell them the truth, but there's yeah. no because in your brain, you look after a, a, you know 18 years of living without parental supervision. Yeah. you're pretty yeah. good at coming up with stories oh, pretty okay. quickly. Okay, so I'm, my wheels are spinning, and I got sure. fucking nothing. Right. And you're <laughs> also no, still sleep deprived. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I didn't take into account the security tape. I, truthfully, it's it's a good thing I didn't lie before he mentioned the security right. tape because it would have been awful. Right. So uh, we go in the back, and he they throw the tape on, and he's kind of he starts it at ten, and you know we get there, and I show up, and and also I should say my hair like at this time <laughs> I'm heavier than I've ever been at the, for then my hair is like really big, it's a huge nest, I'm uh-huh. just, I I look like again I look like the newspaper dude, so. <laughs> They start showing it, and you see me, uh, you know, helping people and working and stuff. And then uh, you see me disappear at midnight. The first time when you yeah. get in the back, right? And his time's still running, and uh, and Terry just looks at me and he's like, "Where? What's? What are you doing there?" I go, oh, I'm probably sweeping up over by the coffee and stuff. And he goes, "It's 20 minutes." And then the, the gas station guy comes in, and uh, <laughs> then you see us both kind of walk out and me talking to him and basically, you know, begging him to stay. <laughs> And uh, he's kind of fast-forwarding, but he's also stopping. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. he's fast-forwarding. It's going. So then when the gas station guy leaves, he hits fast-forward, and you see me put my <laughs> head in my hands, and then you see me just slap myself as hard <laughs> as I can. Oh, my God. And then I turn the radio up, and it's all fast motion. I just run. You see me running. <laughs> I have a broom. I'm doing guitar. I'm doing Van Halen jumps in fast motion like a Benny Hill sketch up and down the aisles and everything. And the, the funny thing is, like, they don't laugh. like Because I, I think I'm watching like, that's kind of stupid and funny. But the cops are fascinated at this point. They're just watching, like, what the, what is this? this? Is like What's happening? Fight Club, when you reveal that there's no one else. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm my own Tyler Durden. That's it. He's not there. <laughs> so, and even Terry's watching it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, oh I want. I wish laughing? I could have laughed. So I running, I'm jumping. <laughs> Van Halen jumps, helping customers, turning stuff up. Newspaper guy, turn the music up. Uh, and then at 1:45, I take the USA Today and I, I disappear. Oh. oh no! I mean, you see on camera that you're sleeping. I'm, no, I'm gone. You, I'm off. There's a camera you're not in the office. The, you're not on the camera exactly. anymore. Exactly. Wait, wait, no... wait! You went into the office? Yeah. I thought you took the newspaper and were reading it at the counter. Wouldn't that have been a smart idea? Wait a second. I Why took... did you go back to the office? Because I can control this thing, Danielle. Oh, this whole time I thought you fell asleep at the counter. No, ma'am. That's why I'm saying I went. No, I got, are you kidding me? Jesus, that would have been horrendous. 
Well, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> I'm that sorry. That the guy is slowly creeping by <laughs> you, opening the drawer while you sleep. <sighs> you know, cartoon snores. Well, like. as we'll hear, they didn't need to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, I went in the, so I did when I took okay. the newspaper. I went in the back. Oh, okay. like a civilized person. I sat at the desk to read my newspaper. Okay, and that's why I'm saying when I heard the bell and was like, "Oh, okay, it's time to go out there." I walked outside. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was the second guy. Yeah, yeah, it was the second guy, or at least I thought it was right. The second guy. Oh, okay. Um, so I I'm running around, jumping around, and I take the newspaper and I disappear. <laughs> and then a guy comes in, and he he takes a coke. And he walks up to the counter, and then he grabs a candy bar, he puts it down there, and he waits. He waits. He kind of looks around. He waits about a minute. And then he just puts his money down on the counter, and he splits okay. and another guy walks in. So those bells you don't hear? No. Okay. No, I don't hear sound asleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this uh, second guy comes in, and he grabs a case of beer, because it's closing time. It's two, 2 in the morning. He's trying right. to get a beer real quick. So he grabs a case of beer, and he puts it on the counter. And he waits. Oh. And he waits. And you can even see him go, hey! Oh. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't see anybody come out. So uh, not only does he take the beer, he takes the money the guy left behind for his Coke oh. and his uh, candy bar. Wow. splits. Five minutes later, <laughs> same guy comes in with his friend. Oh, no. Friend goes around the corner, so he goes to the office. So he's got eyes on me. And then he realizes the coast is clear because then the second guy. Wait, did he open the door to the office? I didn't and know. See I didn't you? close the door to the office. Oh, so no, he's just looking. It's just in, in the back. And he yeah, sees you asleep. Okay. Yeah. So right. he's got eyes on me. Uh huh. And the second guy, he, obviously, he yells to him, and the second guy goes behind the counter to the safe. <gasps> now, the safe is a uh, it's like a time lock you know what I'm actually forgetting they came in uh, he came back in by himself and opened the register took all the money oh okay okay and then split okay Okay. then he came back in with his friend okay so this is now the third time he's come in ballsy he goes back by the safe safe's time release you gotta push a button on it for 20s and then you uh, you put the change in you, you, okay. you, it's to make sure you don't have too much money in your drawer. Okay. So you put the money in a, in a thing and you slide it in the machine and then you, the money comes out. Well, okay. he's trying to push the buttons and nothing's happening. Right. So he keeps hitting it and nothing's happening. So then he sits down on the ground to try to figure out how to open the safe on the bottom where there's a door. And thankfully for me, he moves my double-sided suitcase of cassettes out of the way uh-huh. to get to the safe. Because I could not have handled it if he had taken those. <laughs> so he's trying to get into the safe and he can't. And then he starts pulling on the door uh-huh. and he looks around and he sees a hammer Oh shit! underneath the sink. He takes the hammer out. And he just starts banging on the fucking safe. Wow. He's banging with he's a hammer? He's banging with a hammer on a metal safe, and I'm in the back <laughs> taking a fucking nap. I am so out of it. I don't hear this guy banging on the okay. fucking safe. You're unconscious. So, yeah. So I'm comatose go, at this point. All right. So let's go back to the moment where you're watching this with the cops and your boss. <laughs> what are they at, saying to you? Is, or any, is everyone is just everyone mouths just, open? Is everyone just staring and not making eye contact at this point? Well, I can't see much of anything because of the smoke coming out of Terry's ears. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at the he's looking at the TV and he's watching it and they've stopped the fast forward so you're seeing and you're yes, hearing the guy bang so you're hearing there's, the there's sound yeah, yeah, yeah. oh there's oh sound and the, and the cops are again as I've said 
fascinated. Like they're not laughing or oh ho ho. They can't believe it's happening. And again, these you can see these guys clearly. Like I mean, I you know right. that's the good news is we're going to catch them because they're in here three fucking times, <laughs> stripping right. the, the, right the, the... this place for parts. Yeah. So he's banging on the safe. <laughs> It doesn't open, so he kind of he's sitting on it again. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> oh my god! And then he kind of he just kind of sits back and he looks over. And like I said, it wasn't we didn't have that plastic thing for cigarettes above yeah. the counter. Mm-hmm. We kept them under the counter on shelves. Uh huh. Yeah. And when they were all in the back, so you, we would take a giant box and we would fill them with cigarettes when we had to fill the mm-hmm. bottom shelves. He turns around and he just sees all the cigarettes. And then he sees the giant box that we use. So now this guy's got fucking luggage. So he pulls it out <laughs> and he just sweeps all of the cigarettes in the store that are under the, and he just sweeps them all into the box. And he gets up and he goes back out to the car. Comes in a fourth time. <laughs> oh my God. Now he yells to the guy in the back because apparently they're so comfortable with the, the amount of REM oh sleep God. that I'm in. <laughs> You're in because deep REM. They have, a, they have a two-handed operation, and he needs him to get involved. Get the hammer. So he calls him, and he walks up, and they start talking, and then they disappear, and then they just start carrying liquor out to the car. Right. It's like a conga line of just beer. <laughs> come, and they come back in, bang, ching, bang, ching, and they're doing it, and the bell's going off every time. I don't hear a goddamn thing. Oh, All this beer, gosh. they got it. They're loaded Shit. up, two cases, three cases, all of it. They All the wine, they took all of it. They took, they cleared it out. I mean, it. it's... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, they're still going through that liquor today. No yeah. kidding, right? <laughs> they And I mean, they, they got a car outside, so the doors are open. They're just filling it with everything. You can kind of only, you know that camera, you can see through the door where they're out yeah. there working? Uh-huh. Okay. They come in a fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk in, and they have uh, the box uh-huh. that had been previously filled with cigarettes, but now is ready for whatever larceny they can have. <laughs> And they actually take a couple steps in, and they stop, and they look confused, as if to say, "What else is there to steal yeah. in this place? Like, as, like, what could we possibly grandmother's cookies?" <laughs> and like their heads kind of tilt, and they talk, and they actually have the time to get a strategy. Yeah. And then they walk, and they kind of disappear off camera, and then uh, you see them kind of periodically, and then as they walk. They have all of the hostess cakes, all of the wow, like all of the donuts, all of the cake. All, that whole rack is completely emptied into the box and into their arms, and they go to carry it outside of the car. They're like, we could start a small business. Right. Yeah, they can start their own Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know what else a stoner could possibly want right. in this in this store. So they do it, they, and they load the cars. And now they got the cigarettes, they got the lottery tickets, they got the money. <gasps> oh, yeah, they opened no. the drawer, they took all of it. They took all. Oh of it. no, they got they got. Absolutely everything. And uh, <laughs> and you didn't even notice right away. They come back in a sixth time. Oh, my God. Mike, are they going to take you? They take your <laughs> they might, that's exactly what I, I was like. They might as well just take my shirt at that point. So when I wake up, I'm like, huh? <laughs> Look what happened to me. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Draw a mustache on me, anything at that point. And they come in the sixth time. And uh, the dude grabs my radio. And he, he puts it down by the doors, and the other guy goes again and takes the hammer to go to the safe. Again. And then headlights pull into the parking lot. Oh. Okay. And they fucking, he jumps the counter and the other guy, and they run out. And the dude who bought the coffee comes in. That's when they, that's and why then, the radio uh, is still there. He gets his coffee, 
And uh, that uh, I, the bell I heard was them running out. Oh because then God. I waddle out of the fucking back, bleary-eyed, like, what's going on out here? <laughs> Rubbing my eyes. And uh, the, the dude gets his coffee, and we're like, make a little small talk. And uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I don't even want to know what my face looked like when the register uh-huh. opened. Luckily, I was able to see exactly oh, what my no. face looked like. Because I open it, and the drawer opens, and I stare, and I go, <sighs> like, just... Oh. Like Edward Munch painted me at a convenience <laughs> store. <It's off. laughs> and uh, and I paid, and then you just see me pondering, and now the cops are laughing. Like they're hiding their faces. <laughs> <so they're... laughs> and Terry, uh, he he just he wasn't silent, laughing, silent, no. just no. Ju- jawed and staring. And uh, he stops the tape. Well, because you know what I'm wondering? Sorry to interrupt your story. It's so, so good. I'm wondering if the whole time they're thinking that maybe you were in on, like, in on it on some way. They didn't know. Like, they could have thought this kid is maybe letting his friends come in. Like, the cops don't know. They could be thinking he's, he's, like, these are his friends and he's, like, agreed to go in the back while they come in and rob the store. But now they see clearly. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And also, I don't, I think any thoughts the police had of doing any sort of regular police work on this case had gone out the window along with the bear. as they watch this unbelievable yes. videotape they can't wait to tell oh my god no everyone I, back at the precinct right? the thing they just saw is the best thing they've ever seen and the the tape stops and then there's just this beat where i'm in the chair and i'm looking and uh they they all three it, it like a, like a, they all three just turn their head to me slowly and look at me in the chair and what do you say? Right. I wish I had the balls to laugh. You know what I mean? I wish I would have just had the balls to just go, who's this idiot? <laughs> That's me! <laughs> uh, but I just, I looked at Terry, and uh, in my best 18 years of making excuses for whatever, all of my behavior, I went, you know, you really shouldn't have brought me in on a day when I hadn't had any sleep. I did. Yes. I did mention that when you called. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I think that's the perfect thing to say. Well, what else do you say? Again, no, I have nothing no. else to say. He really should have listened because to you. Because I liked him. I liked yes. him and his wife. I yes. enjoyed them as people. And I did not. I, it just. It so wasn't, what does he say to that? He goes, go home. Oh, shit. I said, I I, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm fired. And he goes, go home. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow. <sighs> go, Just go. Go. And I go, all right. But I. <laughs> you collect your tapes. I'm sorry. No <laughs> doubt. That's it. And the only I, thing they didn't steal was your stuff. That's it. They, I, I got out free and clear. The one thing they didn't take was my thing. And I walked out front and Nancy goes, all right, did, they, did you tell them what's up? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they know what's up. <laughs> and I walk out and I but go But Nancy home. didn't know at this point No, Nancy's out. She's watched work in the front selling right. coffee. Has no idea that I've brought down a small business. <laughs> and uh, I go home and I crash for only like 18 hours. Oh, you know, like, and, uh-huh. And then Terry calls me, and he had called like four times, but he wanted uh-huh. to talk to me. He didn't want to leave it on the machine. Right. And uh, he fired me Aww. over the phone because he didn't want to see my face, probably, I would imagine. Um, and then the best part of it is I talked to Nancy because I, you know, I still was kind of friends with her. And uh, the whole thing's covered by insurance. I was going to ask. Okay, yeah. good. Except in the case of clerk negligence. Oh, oh. shit. So because there's videotape evidence of the clerk falling asleep and unmanning his post... 
they were out of pocket for the entire enterprise. Oh, shit. So they had to pay for everything. And there is this, this funny, this beacon of hope. Nancy's like, you know, they took the lottery tickets. And yeah, that's what, yeah. We would write this, the, whenever you brought out a new pack of scratchers, mm-hmm. you would have to write the beginning and ending number okay. in case of fraud yeah, later. Yeah. So if they somehow, in their sugar and beer coma over the next three fucking days, won a scratcher and yeah. turned it in, they would be able to have the number and they would trace it to those guys. And I, okay. quite frankly, never knew if that happened because I was, I, I talked to Nancy once again and then never talked oh, to her. I was so wow. embarrassed about what had happened and started making plans to move quickly. <laughs> because again, I now I'm home. What am I going to go back to Little Caesars and work? Oh my uh, God. I wasn't going to get out of the gig. And so, yeah, so I wound up bailing and I moved to Tahoe like a month later. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. That's fucking amazing that yeah. story is crazy I, I really feel bad for them but I, I, I hope, did too I hope they did turn in one of those lottery tickets and they got busted and they got and pinched yeah 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 oh, see, well, they, they had their faces like you said they had their faces they had, on that's tape. what I mean they yeah, had these the aren't faces, criminal the masterminds they just no. lucked into they didn't have to be no <laughs> <laughs> they just fe- they just fell into an opportunity right? I mean clearly they were already people who probably were thieves because it's not like just you or I would walk into a Seven I mean, Eleven yeah. and be like, oh, he's sleeping. We should steal everything. I think you already have to have a propensity. I mean, maybe you take the case that you were going to buy for free, but that's about it. I, I got, got, but I, I respect them coming back in. I got to be honest. Like within oh five minutes, God. they decided let's clean this fucking joint out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, they have they, they had malice in their heart. There's no doubt about sure. it. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're asshole children. Children, kids, whatever. What were you going to say? Garrett? Have you ever tried to see if that tape still exists? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I because that's I will say this. It's the only benefit I would think for Terry and Denise is how many fucking parties did they show that tape yes, at to everybody right. who came by? I don't know. They might not have had a sense of humor about it. I don't know. Denise might have. She was nice. But yeah. I mean, yeah, but Terry, he was furious. But I mean, they they had to show that at, at least once at a party and go, you're not going to fucking believe oh this. Oh, my God, yeah. Mike. Yeah, because yeah. I've had a few things like that. Like I, I one time on Highland, I beat up a car. Um, I was like just, with your fists? Yeah. What at do a you mean? Okay, we don't have time for this. But. <laughs> I'll just tell you real fast. Like, uh, these guys in this small, like, they started fucking yelling. And so I went over and this is, I was on my way to do my podcast. Uh-huh. And I just, they, I was in my car. I got out and I just started, I mean, I punched their mirror off. I was <laughs> elbowing their windows trying to get, come out. You want to talk shit? Knee in the car. Mike and, is, a, for those who don't know, Mike is a very big, intimidating looking oh, guy, I'm even sure. though he's a sweetheart. But I used to be. You're a big dude. Well, this is, yeah, this is like 15, you know, or, 12 years ago. Okay. And then it was funny because then when I finished, I turned around and everybody's holding phones. <laughs> and so I have looked and it's never, it has never wound up. Shocking, right? I thought for sure it would have. Um, but it was a little fun. It was 12 years ago. So it's before the, the great phones came out. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if you that... can't just beat up a car anymore. No, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> like used to. It's nanny state. Yeah. Can't beat up Mm-mm. a car anymore. Because if they actually did an investigation, they might. The station might. This gets. It's been thirty years. They probably got rid of it. But just imagine, there's like a box, and that tape is like a holy grail. This could be a. Po- this could be one of those mystery podcasts yeah. to find those guys. Ooh, what they're up go. to now. Find they that follow tape. you. They follow them. I'd oh, listen to. Which it. is why I, I changed too. their names. Oh, I want to see that. I want to see that tape. Yeah, I do too. I really want to see it and fast forward and then just you're sleeping. You're I want to see I want to see the Herkies. I want to see the <laughs> I'll do one for you before I split. Oh my God. Not, not what I used to be, but I can pull one off probably. Yeah, that was we, such a good story. That was amazing, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank, thank you for, for asking regaling us with these hysterical Oh my lord! And I mean, really, you cannot deprive yourself of sleep if there's one see? lesson this is, in this see, story. See, this is what I would—I would have done all that shit if I were on six hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm that much of a mess. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And we will be right back with what did we learn today? 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Danielle. Christine. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? So ready. Tattoos and chopped hair. I'm entering my new era. <laughs> Everyone goes through the tattoo and college tour phase. It's a rite of passage. Yep. Severance was created by Dan Erickson. Yes. The use of a hook and line is the most common method to catch alligators. It involves securing a sturdy hook and line to a tree or pole in the ground. The hook is commonly baited with fish or chicken quarter. After the bait is taken, the hunter returns to draw in and dispatch the gator. But they don't say how. I think it's with a staff or, or like a, I don't know. I think it's something with dealer's choice. Maybe. Dealer's choice. Yeah. I'll get more information. The Resort is a Netflix series about Emma and Noah, a couple that's become complacent in their relationship, celebrating their 10-year anniversary in Mexico. The all-inclusive vacation takes a wild turn after Emma finds an old cell phone in the jungle. Watch it or don't watch it. <laughs> Eugene Levy's show is called The Reluctant Traveler. The eight-episode ah. series follows Levy as he visits some of the world's most beautiful, intriguing destinations in Costa Rica, Finland, Italy, Japan, Maldives, Portugal, South Africa, and the United States, exploring remarkable hotels and the places and cultures surrounding them. Okay. I think I might check it out. Check it know. out. Let me know what you did think. We say, what, did we say what it was on? That's a streaming service. It's, oh, not, right. it's Netflix. Netflix. Okay. A histogram is a graphical representation of data points organized into user-specific into user-specified ranges similar in appearance to a bar graph the histogram condenses a data series into an easily interpreted visual by taking many data points and grouping them into logical ranges or bins holy ghost that's a would lot. you like a, a a definition of what that was i think she's asleep now <laughs> yeah one of the most common questions people have about embalming is whether or not organs are removed the answer is no all of the organs remain in the body during the embalming process. Instead, the embalmer makes small incisions in the abdomen, abdomen and inserts tubes into the body cavity. For what? Draining? Uh, oh, draining the, the liquids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, yummy. I think maybe in uh, ancient Egypt they used to take out the organs, I feel like, and place them in jars yes. next to the body. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take a nap. You take a nap. I'd like to. Drink your coffee. Drink your coffee. In November 1959, in closed and open sessions before the U.S. House Oversight Committee, 335 disc jockeys from around the country admitted to having received over $263,000 in consulting fees. That figure was only the tip of the pale iceberg before the hearing Phil Lind, a DJ at Chicago's Wait, W-A-I-T, had confessed that he had once taken $22,000 to play a single record. Huh. I wonder what the record was. I bet it was Blueberry Hill. Yeah. Fats Domino? 
I think that sounds right. Nonstop Dread and Danger with Danielle and Christine. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The Herky is a cheerleading jump with one leg straight out to the side and the other bent flat beneath the body, named after Lawrence Herkimer, Mm. the founder of the National Cheerleaders Association and former cheerleader at Southern Methodist University. That sounds very much like what Eddie Van Halen does. Very much. Did you hear that story of the girl who's... This part I don't understand. There were only like four members of her... um, high school, I can't remember if it was high school or college, cheerleading team, Mm -hmm. and um, three of them quit right before they had a a meet, so she just went and did it herself. That's amazing. Yeah. She did. No, but but she got a lot of applause. Good for her. Her and her her coach, like, redesigned it to, I haven't seen the actual cheer, but yeah. Let's find it. story, yeah. Um, You know what I want to do? What? I want to thank some of our seek shelter patrons awesome so we're talking about our patreon yes um highest level the seek shelter in which you get you get a shout out 10 percent off merchandise a shout out um you get the newsletter you get bonus episode one bonus episode a month and uh extended versions of the episodes that you're hearing right now you get so so much so much first i want to thank Allie. she doesn't give a last name because she doesn't need to. No. She's like Cher. She's like Prince. She's like, name one more. Madonna. Yeah. Thank or you. Or Allie's last name is Susan, and she doesn't want me to bag on her for having two first names. She was like, I'm just going to be Allie. She's not gonna, I'm not going to be no Paul <laughs> Tim. Simple. I know what Kanye's going to do to me. <laughs> I'm just Allie, which is a very cool name. Yeah. The next person we want. So thank you, Allie. Thank you, Allie. The next person we want to thank is Jackie Applegate. Great name. It sounds, it's fun to say, it's a it's fun, fun mouth sounds. Don't, don't say mouthfeel. If you go to mouthfeel, we're no longer friends. Who does, who says mouthfeel? Oh, it's like an expression people use in, in cooking. I won't, I promise. Okay. Um, next up, thank you, Jackie. We really appreciate thank your you. support. Chris Dooley. Chris Dooley. You Love know, it. Chris Dooley to me seems like somebody who would have a um, comic strip. It does sound like a good, you know, yeah, like yeah. Dooligans. <gasps> hey, that's good. It's a bar. Really good. It's a bar. And um, everybody likes to hang out at Dooligans. Yeah. And it's his strip, Chris Dooley, Dooligans. If that's ever been. And then been it becomes, for some reason, extremely racist. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, Whites only. Time. Whites only at Dooligans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if that's ever been a dream of yours, Chris. Go for it. We say go for it. Life is too short to Manifest. not chase after your dreams. Look at us. Okay. Jason Russell. Love it. Just, you know what? That's like a guy I went to high school with. I mean, that is two first names, but I accept that one. It's a little bit less first namey. I mean, we have a lot of two first names here. Jackie Applegate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you didn't go to school with anybody named Applegate. Applegate? Uh, Dooley, for sure. You know, Dooley. Oh, that guy is a great quarterback. Yeah, Dooley. You can count on him. All right, Leslie Wallstrom. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. I, you know, I love you. I don't know why. I've just fallen in love. <laughs> You're so full of love uh, to give. You know what it is? It's the magic mind. It is. It's made me weird. Imagine drinking it with a Celsius. Oh, don't. Oh, Karen. you know what? You know what they say in the in the sleep in the sleep uh, study I've just done. Yeah. yeah. You got to stay away from that. Yeah. Those those high sugar here to home. Those high sugar energy drinks. No bueno. Yeah. 
so so bad for you. Yeah, Garen, good. It's healthy. We want you to start taking better care of yourself. I haven't. You haven't joined me on any of my three and a half mile walks. That's a long walk. You guys should go get a walk and then get a tattoo. Walk tattoo. Walk to the tattoo. There's place. a tattoo place directly down the street, like 15 steps from my house. I think there's a tattoo. Go place. do it. Yeah, I'm not sure about that place. They definitely got that Black Panther tattoo on the wall. I'm oh. sure they do. <laughs> it's their logo. I want to thank everyone for listening today. Thank you, guys. Thanks to uh, everyone who supports us on social media. Thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Yeah. You can check us out there. If you haven't done so yet, go check us out. See if you we love if it you. rings true for you. Is it just patreon.com how to survive, right? Or is it pod how to survive? It's one of those I'm gonna tell I you know, right now. I know if you go to patreon.com and just look in the search bar for or whatever in the magnifying glass for how to survive with Danielle and Christine, you will find us. It's Perfect. podcast how to survive. Awesome. Awesome. Very easy. But yes, if you just go type in our podcast, yeah. you we will be right there. Just ready to embrace you with love and acceptance yes. and a welcome message as soon as you sign up. That's we, right. we send it to you. I I love to see you. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.